Okay, so today uh, on the show, I want to do, introduce my friend Corey Holm of Corey Holm Auto Custom. Or Holmes Holmes Fabrication. Holmes Fabrication. LLC. Okay. Holmes Auto and Custom. Yeah, got to make sure it's legal. Yeah, but I mean, there's all. Uh, and so, anyways, uh, Corey, I had the privilege of having some time with Corey about what a year and a half ago, maybe two. Um, I have an old '58 Apache pickup truck that I've been in love with since I was about seven. I think I mentioned it on the show before, and. Um, it sat in my yard for the longest because it had a stock uh, setup. The the uh, engine was in a weird spot. The transmission was a three-speed that was unbearable. Uh, the gearing in the rear was a little weird. It just was, it was in a bad way, and it sat for a long time. I always wanted to do the work myself. I, I have a, uh, I went to school for auto mechanics, and um, I always had this dream of you know, being at home, having the time, money, and energy to put into this old truck and make it uh, nice the way I always wanted. But, you know, between kids, uh, the house, one thing or another, I never had the time, money, or energy to do it, and uh, I, I let the truck sit for 14 years. So um, I had the great fortune of coming across a friend of mine named Manny, uh, in at Firestone. He used to be in Escondido. Now he's in San Marcos. But uh, on the last day before I was just going to take it, my truck into the um, uh, to the shop, to uh, any old transmission shop, because I'd been around to about a half a dozen or so shops looking for someone to do it, just put it in. Well, it, it turned into this ordeal. You know, I, uh, I went to one shop after the other, and then it turned out these guys, you know, they don't do fabrication. They do, uh, they just install uh, transmissions or repair transmissions on current cars. They don't really do that old stuff. And uh, I was just desperate at this point because I had the money, I had the truck, I just didn't have someone to do the work. So I, I called my buddy Manny for some tire thing, and uh, I said, hey, you know, man, what he says, how's the truck? Oh, the truck's there. Uh, what are you going to do? I said, I have no idea. I'm still looking for somebody. He says, you know what? You should try this guy that worked for my buddy on his uh, mid-60s, uh, I think a C10 pickup. And uh, he did a good job. You should give him a call. Well, I don't know how. I don't know what your, what your uh, workload was back then. I imagine it's, diff- it's, it's worse now. It's changed quite a bit. It has, okay, so back, this is two years ago. In that time frame, uh, I think you went from uh, zero to hero. Is that, is that inaccurate? Or maybe from, you, all I know is that now. Well, I, I, I'd say there was a switch in business uh, direction, right? Okay. Whereas okay. we used to do drivability diagnostics and hot rods yeah. and move directly into pure hot rod street rod style stuff or making stuff daily drivable which is what you were looking for okay and and what and the thing about it too is i almost regretted talking about how good you are because uh i just was like uh, i'm screwing myself (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and in fact, I have. So, uh, I mean, not that I've, you know, infected your business. I'm just saying that um, I feel like I should have kept my mouth shut. If I, if I did anything, I should have just shut up because now <laughs> when I call, I'm like, oh, dude, well, you even told me one time you said, oh, March. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see you next year. Yeah. Now it's January 2023. Oh, man. Wow. Well, I mean, uh, kudos to you. I so, mean, in, in, a, in a sense. So in a yeah. business sense, in the hot rod world, you have long builds, you have short stuff. And the problem is you start doing the big stuff yeah. and you can't get back to the small stuff. And then plus your lift's tied up and your guys are on it and, and you got to work until it's done, right? And you need the space and cars take up a lot of space. A lot yeah. of space. So, um, so look, thank you. Thank you right now, man. I didn't say thank you at the beginning. Thank you for coming on the show. We've been trying to get this thing together for since then. A year and a half. And uh, I kept, you know, every once in a while I'd call you, hey man, want to do the show? And then I, there was a period of time during the holiday, uh, then it just, I was like, we're going to do it this week. And then I, I call. I said, "Well, I'm going to call you Tuesday." And then uh, Tuesday would pass. And I'd be like, Fuck. "Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got. I got to call him." And then um, it just never worked out. So finally, we're here. 
and we're here in a, in a great shop. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I won't mention his name, but the uh, where we are is in a, in a beautiful. Uh, I'm guessing. I'm guessing two thousand square feet plus a, a upper mezzanine. Uh, this home shop and it is beautiful. It is. Uh, the beams are stunning. Oh my! The, that uh, one above our head is incredible. Pure size. I mean, that's got to be a billion dollars. That one beam. Yeah, I don't know. My shop's fifteen hundred square foot, which yeah. is modest. Yeah. And I know this is bigger, probably about ten foot wider and twenty foot longer. Yeah. And it's we're in a beautiful location, nice big property in uh, Vistacal, and it I'm just it's a great place to do it. So, um, so what prompted all of this uh, was back when when I come over to your shop. Uh, I was telling you I was doing a podcast. Well, now it's a grubcast, and uh, I'm a, I've been a lifelong foodie, and I I think you feel the same. And in which case, uh, you just mentioned a minute ago that you food's important to you. Yeah. Well, uh, if you are a, definitely a grub enthusiast. So I, I um, didn't get to two twenty five by skipping meals. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm <laughs> I, I'm way bigger than that uh, because of probably the same problem. Um, but anyways, man. Uh, so tell me what. First of all, can I, can I ask you some questions about your business? Go for it. Okay. So how did you come to do this? I mean, when did you start doing this at home, at your shop? Long or short story? Whatever you want, man. Whatever you got time uh, for. We, uh, I, you know, I grew up in Pacific Beach, which is not a car or hot rod town. P, yeah, PB. My, my dad had MS. I was a caretaker okay. for him. My mother was working, supporting the family. Yeah. And uh, they left me in that house with a garage full of tools from okay. when my dad was well. Okay. <laughs> nothing else to do so we started taking things apart you know got my first scooter i took it apart i didn't ride it right. and i put it back together and yeah. figured out how to make it better okay. and that moved into uh skateboards bicycles rc cars mm -hmm. and i was racing rc cars and the one and only car my mother ever bought me was a 1990 mustang gt five speed five liter okay and bought it from a pastor who worked at the hobby shop right so he could race for free and uh, one day I was on the driver's stand in Kearney Mesa racing RC cars, and uh -huh. I hear a rumble come behind me, and I look down onto Convoy Court, uh -huh. and I see a Mustang like mine and a Camaro, we'll call it like a, you know, IROC Z style Camaro, Okay. drag racing right behind me, and I thought, well, I've got one of those. I'm going to go do that, and I immediately put down my, <laughs> put down the, the gun. RC? Yeah, put down yeah. the, you know, the control. Yeah. Walked over to my car and went and got in line and made a drag race. And that's when I really, that's when I fell in love, you know, okay. but, but prior to that, I, I worked at Schneider racing cams. I, I must've been 15 and a half, 16 started working at Schneider cams and, uh, I had a Fox body, right? So yeah. same car. Yeah. And I started learning a lot about cars. You know, the knowledge you get from working at a camshaft shop, everybody calls you and gives you their secret recipe. Yeah which really intrigued me to what people are doing and how this works. And I just dove into the car scene pretty, pretty like immediate deep. right after that day. Immediately. So did you mod the car you had your Fox body or, uh, let's see 1990 GT drove it. Clutch went out, got a 98 Roush wow. traded it, okay. uh, with my, you know, my money moving forward. Yeah. Uh, got that thing, got rid of it, got a 2000 GT and we're talking in a matter of months. Wow. Brand new off the showroom floor. Mom financed it. Uh-oh. Okay. Because uh, I'm too young. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, had that for about nine months. Uh, went through a transmission, an engine, and somebody backed into the side of it. Wow. And then from there, I went right back to Fox Bodies. And on my Fox Body count to date, I'm at number 29. Wow. So a little addictive. Is that the white one? That you no, have? that's 28. Okay. 
Another one out back, which is technically a Mercury Capri, but Fox platform. Okay. 79 Mercury set up for an LS. So is is that your your weak uh, your your Achilles heel? Those quads? I, I would say I spent a lot of time in Saturday detention reading Five O magazine. Yeah. And it in high school, you know, people had posters of chicks on their wall, and I had posters of chicks on my wall on a Mustang. Okay. <laughs> that was, okay. You know, so I'm gonna say it 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 took me, you know, it took all of my attention, which yeah. was probably pretty good. By the time I got out of high school, I'd had 17 Mustangs. Whoa. So, now, is that like a two-year period or three yeah, years? Yeah, two-year period, you know, 16 to 18. Wow. I went, so I mean, what was different about each one of them? Uh, one thing or another? It know? was opportunity, you know. Okay. Yeah, I, I, oh, there's kind of a story behind it. Okay. My mom wanted a truck to put a wheelchair in so we, mm -hmm. because my dad was disabled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we went out and bought a 2001 Silverado Z71, okay. and I traded my green 2000 Mustang GT for it. And when we got that, we brought it home. Within a week, she decided it was too big. Well, everything's financed under her name. Yeah. So she decided to trade it for a five-liter power 2000 Explorer, last of the pushrod, five liters. I know information probably nobody cares about. Well, somebody will. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they will. They're pretty quick. Dangerous for what we call the exploder, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I came home from taking my SATs a week later, and yeah. everything was gone. But all my money was wrapped into that truck. It was gone. You mean yeah. someone stole it? No, no, no. My mom traded it. In. Oh, okay, okay. She traded it in to Radar and went and bought a you know from 01 truck bought a still sitting on the lot 2000 Explorer because mm. it was easier for her mm -hmm. to drive mm -hmm. and uh, and she wanted. It. We were kind of sharing and I had a project four cylinder Mustang or something. Yeah. And I think we uh, I immediately went out and she kind of paid me out my portion of that and I went and bought two Fox bodies. So two Mustangs. So these are just uh, sitting around I mean, on every corner. Well, you have penny saver. The penny. Yeah, what yeah. happened to the penny saver? Yeah, it's Craigslist. You, yeah, yeah. Well, I know, but even Craigslist yeah. is defunct now. Marketplace. Marketplace is where it's at. I don't even know it. Yeah, uh, Facebook Marketplace. Okay, you yeah, know. Okay, yeah, yeah. Offer yeah. up. Offer up wants to charge yeah. you now. At least on Facebook Marketplace, you can find it. Yeah. There's a lot of ads in there. You know, you get into. Did you into say Craigslist? You say Craigslist is gone? I mean, it's there. They want but, to charge you to advertise your. You have a. You can advertise one car. I forget the rules. I haven't been on it. Yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. was telling me. Uh, there became so many scammers, it got diluted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you couldn't really decipher what was what. Right. So it's kind of like the penny saver was when Craigslist came out. Okay. So people okay. who are older in their 50s, 60s, 70s gotcha. are trying to sell something. They go to Craigslist yeah. now, you know, whereas they were using the penny sure, saver. Sure, sure, sure. But back then it was, you know, penny saver, 85 GT, T-top, runs and drives, wow. Ocean Beach, call this number. So you've had, a, I mean, so that is your, that's your car. That's your Achilles heel. Uh, it was. Okay. I mean, I, when you do this day in and day out, yeah. things change. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I yeah. like 32s. we got two of them sitting back yeah. here. I like, I like them. Well, we, we can talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like four wheel drives. I, you know, I'm, I'm a car enthusiast. Yeah. As, yeah. I'm not a foreign car enthusiast. Right. I own a Datsun 240Z. Okay. Bought it off a of buddy. It's got a small block Chevrolet engine in it. Yeah. And that's how I justify it. Wow. But, okay. but okay. I mean, and it's nothing personal. I, I worked as a defense contractor for a long time right. and I was taught some principles some, from some older guys, you know, Vietnam era right. guys. And I'm, I'm, it's the way I was raised. No, I mean, I'm an American car guy too. I mean, I'm, I have that, well, my FJ, but. Oh, yeah. But my 58. We'll get to your FJ in a minute. You okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, um, so I want to keep on that. Um, One just left this morning. You missed it. And a what? An FJ. That which one was it? 
Uh, it was. It's red. It had no top on it. Small block Chevy power. Not the LS one. Okay. Another okay. red one. When when are they picking that one up? Just as, as a side note. That's not a pickup. That's me deliver. I'm oh. a, I'm the one. That's done. Yeah. Five three truck LS motor. Yeah. Four L sixty. It's it's done running ready to drive to San Francisco. I just got to get. Okay. How does it how does it run and drive? Speaking of which, because I'm a I'm a I'm a original guy. Imagine a shopping cart going down a hill. Yeah. And it's uncontrollable. Yeah. And then you add, I don't know, 450 horsepower to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. About, wow. like about like that. Okay. I mean, if you're gentle, they drive great. Yeah. But you have the possibility of just losing everything. We just added mad torque and, and horsepower yeah. to that thing, to yeah. that light body. So, okay, so the 5.0 Mustang was, was your thing. What was my thing? So okay. uh, let's finish that story yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. I got uh, two of them. One yeah. was a four-cylinder 86 notchback. The other one was an 88 blue metallic. Okay. And I started hanging out. We were street racing back then. Okay. I'm pretty sure, you know, statute of limitations. We can talk about uh, Probably. You're probably fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, uh, we, we go out street racing, yeah. and you meet at Balboa and Genesee. It was okay. a big thing here. Okay. And there's a parking lot there. And you meet up. You talk trash. Tell people to put their money where their mouth right, was. Right. Or go settle scores or try to be a big man on campus. Sure. And you go race it. Daggett or Marina Boulevard or any of the streets that right we kind of had yeah. and we knew we'd be okay yeah. on. Yeah. And uh, and I met a bunch of Marines. And okay. when a Marine gets an enlistment bonus and their buddy's got a Fox body, they're looking to buy one. Oh, okay. So that's how it started. Some guy comes up to me and goes, hey, you willing to sell your car? My buddy Mike wants it. I said, yeah, I'm willing to sell it. You know, So we sold it for, I think I sold it for $5,000. Back then for 4500 bucks, you could buy... A beautiful, I mean, we're talking 99, 98 era. Okay. So, I mean, the cars are only eight, nine years old. Yeah. And uh, you could buy a, a beautiful paint. You know, you've seen Fox bodies recently. Yeah. Their yeah. Paint doesn't stick to them. Yeah. yeah. Well, these had paint and they were nice and the interiors were nice and 100,000 miles maybe. Wow. I mean, it was a, a different time. Sure. Right? Sure. So, I sold one, spent that money on building up the other one, and then I sold it. Right. And then bought another one and built that up. And you could find, you know, you could find one sitting under a tree for a couple of years had a problem sure. for fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Some of them five hundred bucks. Right. You know, put a little bit of time and elbow grease. But I I'll tell you the first I got that ninety GT, that first Mustang, before okay. I had my permit. Take that back. I had my permit before I had my license. And I took it apart before I had my license. Wow. I did not know how to put a car back together. Okay. I put it back together. It was blown compression off the head gaskets off the side, you know, and I, yeah. I'm just looking at what's all this smoke coming from. So I go over to my buddy's house. His dad comes over. His name was Dan. He's no longer with us, but okay. awesome guy, engineer, scientist type. Wow. Okay. He comes over and he goes, well, what'd you torque the heads to? And I said, uh, yeah, torque the heads. What do you mean? <laughs> he goes, well, where's your torque wrench? And I said, uh, uh what's that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And uh, and I took it back apart and put it back together. And I had to learn what timing was and how to find top okay. dead center. Yeah, yeah, I got the thing up and running, and I and I got it going. And that's I think really is that the epicenter, the uh, the epicenter of realizing I could fix something that big. You know, in RC cars, you know, a lot of soldering, a lot of batteries. Yeah. We had gas, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, you know, point twelve cc little motors and yeah. whatnot. You know, yeah. um, and I think. On RC, here, the beauty of coming from RC cars as a kid is you understand suspension geometry, the angle of the shock, and yeah. what it does to yeah. the damping capabilities. And then, you know, you're using different viscosity fluids, different size holes in the piston, different spring right. rates, and right. then you can adjust the shock to where you want it. It's just smaller. It's a yeah, smaller just scale. tiny. I mean, to, to do that on a... Sorry. 
to do that. To you do. had a friend. We had a friend. Yeah, we had a friend. Mm-hmm. We got took care of him. Um, in order to do that with a real car, I mean, you'd be spending thousands and thousands of dollars to change a, a suspension geometry of some sort. Right. Mount a shock different. And that's not worth it on the car, like you know. Well, yeah, and and it was amazing to me coming at different view, right? In an RC car, you can yeah. buy a different bulkhead, mount the arms differently, add different caster, put shims in here, you know, change your toe and yeah. everything. And it's so much harder and so much more expensive on a car that I looked at it and thought, why are these cars so simple? Right. And why aren't there better aftermarket parts, you know, for them? Because, you know, on a small scale, it's easy to do. You just walk into the store and pick up one of those off the, the yep. uh, rotating. I'll take those RPM arms from yeah. my, you know, RC10 GT. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so. you know, it's funny, though, that you say that about RC, because um, everybody that I know who works in the industry now, uh, the people that I'm familiar with, you, myself, even, even myself, uh, 19, uh, 2000, 2001, I went out by myself a, uh, a T-Max. And that's kind of where I got started. That Traxxas? Traxxas T-Max, uh, the one that, I mean, you could drop it from, you know, 15 feet and it just falls and lands on its tires. Yeah. And I bought one of those and that's where I started. And then I, at the same time, I bought a uh, uh, Roadstar motorcycle, uh, Yamaha. Oh, jeez. And 1600 cc's. And I started messing around with those and that's where I, my whole world of automotive started. But I've had my 56 since I was a kid. My dad uh, had that uh, 56 uh, step side uh, 3100. And uh, I still have it at home. But, um, yeah, that's where it started for me there, too. And then speaking of Mustangs, uh, that's a weird thing because my mom had a 65. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was a, you know, the standard, I don't know what they call it, D code and something. Just uh, regular, yeah. I'm not, uh, I know there's. The regular car. K codes. Yeah. All the, but all yeah, the, yeah, just know, the, the regular yeah, The regular Mustang. Coupe. But it was a 289 and it had the uh, black Landau. Hmm. And it had, uh, it was an electric, like of a royal blue. I feel like the black Landau tops or. No, I guess Landau's back quarter, but the the vinyl top. Vinyl top, right? Okay, vinyl top. I think it's like a tuxedo for a car. I think they look beautiful. And most people say, oh, I don't want to do that because it, the water gets caught under there. And right, or they like say, that. I don't like the look of it. But I don't know if you've ever seen a 69 Camaro RSSS. I with don't think so. Like a red one with a black vinyl top. It's gorgeous. That's it's gorgeous. A, that's it's a, a going-to-town car. Yeah, that was the... <laughs> that, well, so that's what happened to me when, when my car history... Uh, was around those two cars, the 65 Mustang with the black land or the 289, and it flew like like of the wind. I mean, it was just a light body, big motor. It was smooth as silk. Tin can with a V8. And you could rip a t- you could burn tires on this little mom and pop car. And that's where I grew up. That was the, the big, but the 56 is where it really, my dad told me when I was little, he said, that's yours. And so I had a big scuffle with my, my brother when uh, my, my dad passed away in 87, and my brother was like, well, that's mine. And so I said, no, 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 it's not. So we went around and around about it. I ended up with it. But you know what's funny is that then when my, uh, well, it's not funny at all, I should say. <laughs> when my mom passed away, my brother uh, did the same thing again with the Mustang. It, but, he, he, but somehow or another, he got it. But that, I was driving the car every day. And uh, so I said, you know what, man? So that Mustang has been the elusive vehicle. And then, like, of course, I, I did something dumb. I bought an FJ40 in the, you know, 10 years ago. It's worth money now. But um, Car guys, we do dumb things. Yeah, but the, the problem is I should have got that Mustang. I should have, I should pull the trigger and get another one because that's, that's the car of my dreams. I mean, it's just, it's the perfect car for me. Uh, I, you, know. I, you know, I built a, I'm a 67, 68. It's probably my favorite 68. I, I, you got right yeah. here, right here. As a matter of fact, yeah. I think it has a lot to do with that, uh, the bullet movie. Uh, well, that too. 
uh, that's 60. I think it's 67. 67. I think it's 67. 67. The difference between the 67 and the 68, the only thing that scares me as a builder, yeah. which can be fixed and remedied, is that they made the collapsible steering column in 68. 67 was the first of the wide body and the better. You know, they, right. they stiffened everything up I and mean, they made it more robust. It wasn't, yeah. so, wasn't so flat-sided tin can type of deal, but the, the shish kebab steering column scares me. What does it do? What, what shish kebabs, yeah. If you get in a front-end accident, yeah. the shaft is all the way down into the box. Okay. So it's a direct hit, solid three-quarter inch rod to the chest. Right. Or neck or wherever. Yeah. You have, it depends on you know where you're sitting in the car. Well, that's a lot of old cars from that time frame, right? A lot, yeah, a lot of old cars, but 68, they came out with the classical steering column. Okay. So well, you'd want it be probably better to get off a 68 than a 67. Yeah, or, or change the steering column. Sure. But you get into those Fords. Uh, and I, I grew up a Ford guy, yeah. Ford household. Yeah. I love Fords, but Ford made nothing easy. Uh, yeah. I was a Chevy guy, <laughs> uh, except for that Mustang. And then now you're the Broncos, the, that seventies Bronco. Oh yeah. You know what? Uh, oh, speaking of which, man, I want to tell you, so I was in the barbershop and this guy tried to insist that, uh, the, um, the new Bronco is better than the old Bronco, the seventies Bronco. One it, sells for two hundred thousand dollars restored, and one sells for seven. forty bucks, and you uh, can't get it. <laughs> you know <laughs> that new Bronco. What's your What's your thoughts on that? Speaking <laughs> of a Ford guy, what's well, your as you see, I have a twenty twenty Rubicon yeah. sitting out front on thirty seven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, technically the wife's right because you you have that fantastic Ram pickup. I uh, think it's gorgeous. I like the Ram. You know, I'm I'm becoming more accustomed to the fancy thing, the nicer things. In yeah, life. yeah. Uh, the day we bought that. Rubicon, they announced that they were going to deliver the Bronco. Here's my thoughts on the Bronco. You yeah, ready? Yeah. It's going to be a minute. But uh, I don't know if you've seen an engine bay picture of the Bronco. Mm -mm. Uh, if you get a chance, grab your phone, look okay. it up. It's yeah. uh, absolutely appalling. They didn't do, you look under the hood of any F 150 or the Mustang, and it's got the cover on top, Coyote motor, this and that. You know, it's, a, it's an EcoBoost car, but you can tell they, the, they had problems with the tops, uh, snapping, popping noises, not sealing. The paint not sticking to them, bubbling. So if you ordered one, you didn't order it in a soft top or a textured top, you can't get it. The gluing of the carpet on the inside of the top was bad. I mean, they really rushed it to market, which I understand with coronavirus as it was, people were no longer able to go to the bar. Disney, uh, I saw the look on your face right when you saw that. That engine compartment <laughs> is impossibly tight. It is, but uh, look at the cables. All the hoses. Well, I mean, have you ever popped a hood on a new car and seen that? If you popped open your new car hood out there and saw that, what would yeah. you think? Yeah, well, the engine cover, you wouldn't see a lot. But, but this, there's no engine cover. There's no engine cover. Absolutely none. So case in point, they rushed it to market. I love that there is now competition for the Wrangler. Yeah. Somewhat. This is independent front suspension, the Bronco. Yeah. Um, great for our area for going to Acatillo, the desert, you know, the dunes. Yeah. Uh, but if you really want to compete with the Jeep, they should have offered a solid axle version of it. Well, let me ask you this question. In reality, I was trying to tell this guy, I said, you would have the new 2021 Bronco over the old Bronco? Oh, the old Bronco, I think is, is well, it's not, a status. Thing. Well, not only that, if you look <laughs> at the body of the new Bronco, it's based on the old body, but it doesn't have any of the curvature, the characteristics like the older one. It, it has the top sight lines on the fender. Slightly. Slight, I mean, I, I like what they did. I mean, I'm not, uh, the door protrudes past the rock, uh, the, the rock slider. 
So if you're actually going to use it, and now having been using stuff for four, yeah. four wheels, like the new thing in my adventure yeah. and, and yeah. cars, and we'll get there. But that that Rubicon is that that's your first four by or oh that? no, I've owned. I mean, okay. I I personally believe they shouldn't sell a two by truck. Okay. A truck is a tool like a tractor. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, whether you use it or not, you should have all the capabilities. It's a tool. Yeah. You know, but these two wheel drive trucks, open diff. It's a one wheel drive truck. I can't tell you. We're you know, we've been building our house. I've seen yeah. at least seventeen trucks get stuck in my driveway from contractors. Well, yeah, because you have well, you know, gravel. I know. Gravel, rain. Still. Yeah, I hear you. I mean. So you have to pull them out? Yeah, I've got to pull them out. I've pulled semis <laughs> off the side of my property. Mm. They're open diff, single axle, like the moving trucks oh, with wait. the semi-trailer. Yeah. Sunk in the mud. and they, oh, they don't have a locker. They don't have two axles. They, well, they have nothing. No, I totally agree with you on that one. Oh, yeah. I mean, so anyways, we, <laughs> we've done. Yeah, yeah. They're, but, they're, but, the, uh, but the Bronco, I mean, for me, uh, that was that is the quintessential uh, off-road vehicle. That is the, the body is small. It's light. It's, it's got a big engine. Um, they're nimble. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I agree. I think, you know, I get them where they barely run with either, you know, 80 horsepower coming out of an inline six and I'm yeah. putting a coyote engine in them. Right. Which I did too just recently. One patinaed, one freshly painted, and they're wow. both beautiful cars worth well over $100,000. Really? Uh, but, you know, putting a 460 horse motor that uncorked, who knows, you know, 500, we'll call it 500 horse motor by the time we're done yeah. putting it in there. Yeah. In a Bronco is a bit sketchy. Yeah. But I mean, I think they're a beautiful car. My new love would be the International Scout too. I see you have a few there. There's quite at the a spot. Few. Are those, I mean, some of those yours or are those we, just customers? We've done probably, I haven't kept count, but eight, eight to ten LS swap mm-hmm. Scout Scout twos, not counting eighties and eight hundreds. The uh, blue one there you year, have in the shop what within is that? the last year. You know, the well, blue one, which one? The one you have on the rack at, over there at the shop. What, what is so that? So that's a Scout 80 on an S10 frame. It's two-wheel drive. But uh, we picked that up in Colorado for a customer. Yeah. Uh, brought it out here, and we're putting that LS 5.3 in it. That thing's, that thing's nice. It's, that thing's nice. It's clean. Yeah, it's I mean, clean. most Scouts are rusted out. People didn't restore them like they did the Broncos. But here's, here's what's happening in that market. You can't buy a Bronco for under $100,000 now. I mean, that's been restored. That would be what you want. You uh you have a uh, a plethora of Scout twos. So here's the problem: coronavirus hit. So I, I we still haven't finished. Yeah, this yeah, part. yeah. So coronavirus hit. People can't go to Disneyland. They can't go to SeaWorld. They can't go out and have dinner. What are you gonna do? Hey, let's go explore nature. Is was the general consensus. Right, I have right. more time because I'm working from home. We can take off early. I can work remotely. Let's all go get four by four vehicles and explore the desert, the mountains, take cross country trip. And and I think Ford saw that. And the Wranglers, when I bought, when we bought this this Rubicon, there were three Rubicons on the lot. Usually, you go down to the lot, and there's forty of them. Sure. And they're trying to get rid of them until they got to put them on sale to get rid of them. Yeah. Well, you couldn't put your hands on anything. Kind of like trucks, you can't get trucks right now. But uh, Ford saw that and went, "Oh, this is our time." You know, I'm sure to make money on the Bronco, but they rushed it to market, so they can't get them out because of the tops. There's other issues. I don't even know what they are, but some people get them and they been held on to by Ford and been driven a hundred miles or so. Yeah. I don't know if it's smog issues or computer or something needed to be tuned. I, I don't know. Suspe- who knows? Speculation on my point, but um, there, there's a lot going on with the Broncos. So, I mean, people that are getting them now ordered them a year and a half ago, or mm-hmm. I'm not exactly, exactly sure on the number, but we've been talking about them for a long time. That's a 2020 out there. We're in 2022 and uh, people still haven't received their Bronco orders. You know, I, <sighs> 
<laughs> well, you know, it's it, I, I get, for me, it's like I, that's how I feel about Ford, though. I feel like Ford has never been like this polished, refined product. This is my opinion. Oh. And I don't know. I mean, again, I wasn't there when the first Mustang hit the floor in the 60s and when uh, Lee I. Coke was. and a half. Well, yeah. So, well, World's yeah. fair. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it was like to get a brand new one. Um, but, you know, my whole, being a Chevy guy, being a Chevy family, because we had the, the 56, my sister had a, a 76 Nova. Um, everybody in the family had some, uh, you know, Chevy car, Chevy GM product. But the thing about it is that when I'd see Fords, I just never felt, other than the Mustang and other than the Bronco, I've never felt love. I've never felt like that's awesome you know. we all have a you know something makes us all tick yeah well you yeah yours is that mustang yours is that early was it late 80s early 90s Se- mustang 79 to 93 okay um my, the, the most disgusting mustang i mean well there's two of them now uh oh, it was the, the mustang too the, well you got uh 70 was that it was 74 to 76 mustang 2 yeah built on the pinto chassis which uh, uh, oh my. i like the cobra 2 version of that i don't care the how cobra ugly two? it is the cobra 2 of the what so it was a Mustang two Cobra two. Okay. So it had like the fastback style yeah. rear. I bought one. I never got it running. Came with no engine when I was, you know, yeah. in Pacific Beach. Put it in the driveway yeah. until somebody bought it. Uh, but I think, I mean, it's as ugly as the 70s were. That is quintessential. That is. It's so ugly. It's beautiful type of deal. Well, the only one I remember <laughs> ever seen on uh, television was on Charlie's Angels. Ah. Charlie's I think Angel- that's the same one. I think when they pan into the building, it's sitting out front. It, the- if I recall, it was like black and gold. It had a it was black with a gold stripe. Yeah, black and gold. And then the one I had was the white with the blue stripe. Okay. Yeah. So that to me, that body style, that that was uh, it was also uh, in connection to the uh, fuel crisis in that yeah. time frame. And I think they probably had a four cylinder in there. I don't even know if it was, they even had a. They had a V eight. They had a V eight. It was a three hundred two. Uh, don't quote me on this. I remember when I was young, and this is going yeah, yeah, from yeah. way back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody had said, or I had read something. I had a whole bunch of Mustang history things, but there was available a stronger, I don't know if it's the Mexican block or high nickel block, okay. 302 that came in them, but they put out a whopping 170 horsepower. Oh, what was the point? Yeah. I mean, but okay. for that was pretty good. It might have, maybe it was even 140, but it was something low so that fox that that uh that mustang 2 was built on a on a uh pinto pinto body. chassis yeah so that's why mustang so 2 front end you know everybody puts in everything yeah well uh, that art morrison's a little different yeah. but yeah like that uh 48 truck sitting out in front of my shop right now but when they say ford in the ford clip or ford front end they mean the same dimensions of the of the so we stretch it in the center right when right. it plays with rack right and, right you know you don't want bump steer yeah how much stuff we don't need to sure. talk about but yeah, I mean, it's based off the Mustang, too. Now, we've refined it since then and created yeah. a, a lower A-arm instead of a strut rod yeah. and, a, yeah. and a lower link. You know, we, we've changed things a little bit. We've taken, uh, you know, some liberties. But when, <laughs> but when, you, but when you do it, you go buy uh, uh, brakes and stuff for, the, for a Mustang. Right, yeah, correct? yeah. So, okay. like, I needed I, – I had one in storage for so long, I lost some of the parts, tie rod ends and, uh, yeah. and the bushings. And so, yeah. well, let me look up Let's a 74 Mustang, too. Give me those bushings. Well, look, that car to me was just, uh, it was just a, it was a, it was a bad time. It was, it was a, bad a very time. bad time. It was a bad time for me. Well, Muslim. I mean, car, does look at car design in the 70s, yeah, you know? It's bad. Early 70s, off of the 60s, muscle car era, yeah. you know, beautiful. And then you get into like, have you ever seen a 75 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme? Um, 75 Oldsmobile. I, 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 I might even, well, my family had 
uh, one bad car after the next. Uh, we had Chryslers. We had used, um, I mean, big, big honking, huge, huge uh, monoliths yeah. driving down. The and right where you think from the driver's seat, the hood ends, a bumper extends two feet. Uh, sure, yeah, sure. Because those safety bumpers in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they ruined all the cars with that. Marker lights, uh, turn signals the, the way they spot. rounded all the fenders all over the top. I mean, they were all, I mean, the Monte Carlos were hideous with the swivel out seats. Which was the same based on the same thing as which Monty? Oh, I'm mean, talking like '75 okay. Monte Carlo, '76 yeah, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah, I mean, big, huge, huge behemoth with a little anemic V8 in it. Exactly. And you know, where were you going? I mean, the, the swivel seats. I'll give them credit. I, I wouldn't. That was pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. But the same with the '75 Oldsmobile. I bought one for I don't know, 1,600 bucks. Went to 800 bucks. Yeah. I remember, but it was so ugly. And it took me about a couple months, and then I thought it looked good, and everybody thought I was crazy. <laughs> I mean, just you had to have lived. I'm going to bet the drugs were good in the 70s. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining that. I was watching some documentaries about, like, uh, Leonard Skinner. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it, yeah, that, that was good times in the 70s. I, I wish I had been old enough to uh, take advantage of them. Uh, but, you know, the, the cars were abysmal. Um, I, don't think, I can't think of a car from the mid-70s. Hmm. No, as a matter of fact, I was watching that Grand Tour show. Uh, mid mid seventies, you still had your Bronco. Uh, yeah, well, the, I think the best one was seventy seven, though, right? Right. The yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and then you go into the bigger body Broncos, which now are sought after. Really, like the OJ? Like one? the yeah, uh, no, not OJ. Let's go like seventy nine. We'll call it. I, I'm going to guess uh, Dent side. Okay. Yeah, Bronco. yeah. The, I don't yeah. know if you saw. I had that race truck one in my. It was white. The one you had? Oh uh, no, no, no! This one was. It's like fiberglass flare. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it looks like yeah. a million bucks because that's probably what it costs to build. Really? Like um, that? Well, I mean, not quite that. Two much. frame like that and all that jazz? Full tube chassis. Mm. I mean. Yeah. For, you're, yeah. You're, I mean, full tube. The shocks are four inches in diameter. Okay. The bypass okay. is wow. in the front. Did you One build, of the shocks. Did the you build that? Uh, I didn't build it. No, I just wired it so it would run. Yeah. Well, that's important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, a couple people had built that. A guy that, the guy that built it built, used to build those. Yeah. And he gave up on the project. The guy I know bought it. And a guy who had worked on it before and knew the story, uh, a guy by the name of Troy, he does a lot of fabrication for us. So okay. He, uh, he finished it out fabrication-wise, suspension-wise, and then we okay. wired it. And now you can buy it on Is it Facebook Marketplace. How much? 90 grand. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, it must be fun, though. It I, looks very fun. I'm not an off-road desert guy, okay. mainly because if I did try to get there, the people... I know that are into it, have yeah. cars that are so fast and so expensive, I couldn't keep up with the Joneses. You know what? I, I saw Jesse James uh, once uh, was making uh, pre-runners. Yeah. And uh, I always wanted one. Because they, they sit and they drive, you know, off-road, but they're not like a full-on full-blown race truck. They're still a little bit comfortable. Right, so. right. Luxury pre-runner. Yeah, yeah. Now we have them where they're basically a race truck, but they're also air-conditioned, leather-wrapped right. gears. Those are 100 grand. I mean, those are those are far more than a hundred. Really, I, I've seen some. I, I got to venture to guess are three, four hundred thousand dollars, mm. if not more. I mean, that's an RV. That's like a some big. Some of uh, these shocks are like seven grand a corner. One of those King style, the King ones, or yeah, the, King or whoever's you know all everybody makes one right. Yeah. But when you see them with the nice fins and they're gold in color or black yeah. with the green and yeah, and then you know you got one bypass and then one coil over on all four corners and you're spending seven to ten grand a corner on shocks. And that's not mounted yet or fabricated or no chassis made <laughs> installed, or body yeah. bought or. Well, it's good for you though, right? I mean, that's what you like doing that sort of thing. I, I mean, 
they can keep their race trucks. I, you know, I'll wire one. I'll wire some lights. I don't mind the wiring of it, but I don't. Well, that's a lot of time and investment. Yeah. Have you taken the Rubicon out to the desert and done that sort of thing yet? Uh, yeah, we've run the desert in it. I've, you know. What's that like? Uh, you know, it's not a high-speed vehicle. Yeah. But, you know, been through the squeeze out in Ocotillo, been to the yeah. Rubicon Trail, mouth, you know, driven in a couple miles and out. In that? In that. Yeah. Day six. Day six, wow. we were on the trail. Wow. Day one, we bought it. Or, you know, bought it at night. Yeah. Took it to Arrowhead, Big Bear, wheeled it in stock yeah. form. Yeah. yeah. Monday, went down to Mopar, picked up the lift kit. Tuesday, put it on. Wednesday, went to... Uh, discount tire and got some, got some 37s yeah. and methods and yeah. got it all set up and yeah. the next day drove up to uh my in-laws who live right near the rubicon trail and okay the day after wow. that okay. we were driving in on the rubicon trail it was wow that is a that's serious it's very understated if you watch videos it's serious yeah you could probably that's why they have those uh got those spotters right with the the ropes and uh, the my spotter is my wife how okay. she's good at it. she used to tell really? me what to do wow <laughs> actually cool. you know she's actually uh I'll spot sometimes she drives and she'll spot sometimes and I drive. Well, and then the kids just complain when their head hits the window. Oh, they're in the car too. Oh yeah. And, wow. The, dogs. Wow. and the dogs, imagine a golden retriever, German shepherd, two kids and the wife. And oh, <laughs> well, you know what? That, that's kind of the idea I had when I bought the FJ. Uh, I had that. I wanted to do that for my kids. I just haven't, haven't gotten it. I been able to do that yet. It's the time and money thing. When you have time, you ain't got money. When you got money, you ain't got time. Man. You know it. You know it. But that, but that FJ, I still have dreams for it because, you know, it has a stock motor in it. And I, I just don't get a lot of time to work on it. But it is, uh, that is my, that is the, you know. That, I don't I don't get to work on any of my stuff, so don't feel bad. You know, the, the sad part about it is that I don't have a full-time gig. This is my full-time gig, and I don't get to work on it. I find myself doing chores and running around. I was building shelves yesterday. I'm like, how is this helping me uh, with my show? You know, I want, <laughs> I, what I, I want to do is I want to do more of this, what we're doing right now. Uh, this, to me, is an incredible amount of fun. Because, see, we haven't even talked about food yet. We wow. haven't even – look, let's say it this way. When Corey and I get together, we can actually chat, and we don't even have a direction. It, we, we don't even know when it's going to end. It just can go from one thing to the next. So, you know, speaking of food, we, we've talked a bit about cars. So let, let's talk about your love of food because that is – I have a love similar. I have stories that where I began. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I, I remembered the, something that came to – I was just in L.A. this last weekend, and uh, there was a place called Rutt's Hut when I was a kid. And my uncle um, knew Rut, and it was like a little hamburger joint. But it was uh, it was a Hawaiian style place where they do the char shoe and they do uh, char shoe and eggs and a, a scoop of rice, and it's what soy sauce or uh, whatever. But they but it was a, it's a Hawaiian style uh, like a what they call it, plate lunch in Hawaii. Right. And he's so, spam. Um, oh yeah, absolutely spam. Are you kidding? Um, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say you missed the main. Kalua pig. Uh, what's yeah. the, what's that one they they wrap in a in a uh, leaf? It's called. Um, I don't know what that's called. Uh, either way, it's a, they had all the pork dishes. So when I was a kid, though, it was right located on Pico Boulevard near Barrington, which is like kind of a, a West LA area. But he'd just slide up in front of there, and we'd go inside and have some of the most amazing Hawaiian food. And uh, that was just – it was just weird because, you know, I'm, I'm – um, I'm Native American and Mexican. My family, uh, we grew up eating beans and rice and tortillas, and that was just the normal thing. Um, so when I started uh, eating all these different cuisines, I was just uh, fascinated immediately about going, even going to Sizzler, 
when I was a kid, it was a big thing when it says it was early when they first opened, I oh, guess. Yeah. But we'd go and we get that wonderful cheese bread. Uh, you, they had a, this uh, incredible uh, salad bar with, you know, all the fixings for tacos. And, and I mean, you, just, you could just go in there and make your world happen. That's why even today I love buffets, um, as you can tell. Uh, yeah. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Um, I'm not I, opposed to buffets. I, I appreciate my food. As a matter of fact, um, I used to love going to the uh, Valley View. The Valley View Casino oh, up in yeah, Valley yeah. Center, they have a good buffet. But see, the thing about it is I like to I like to have something where you have all these disparate flavors come together. You can have a scoop of beans. You can have a you can have some of that seaweed salad. You can get uh you know some uh, what strawberry is it? Sunday. Strawberry Sunday. <laughs> yeah. You can get a uh, piece of cake. You can go and get some sushi. Um, you can have all these textures and flavors come together in this one you plate. You can have sushi and cornbread at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. And then you can finish it off with bananas, foster, and vanilla ice cream. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. that's a party. So um, that, usually, you know, I love the buffet when I come across something you haven't had in a while. You know, you're yeah. going through, and one of the toppings for the dessert will be like Nilla wafers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, When's the last mm -hmm. time you had a Nilla wafer? And nobody goes to the store anymore. Where's the Willa Nate? You know, vanilla wafers. Or tapioca pudding. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I'm a rice pudding fan. Are personally. you? Yeah. Do you, so you like that? Well, speaking of, well, let's not get off the subject, but do you like Kier from uh, East Indian food? Uh, it, it, they make it's a rice pudding. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's that watery. The watery rice. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. yeah that's fantastic. Addictive. Also, yeah. you like horchata? Oh, uh, you know, I'm not. I, I, I do. But, yeah. But uh, it, it's it's a it's not very healthy. It's not a healthy. I mean, drink. I but I would drink probably a monster over it. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You have, you have your taste. Uh, but yeah, you know, <laughs> no, I don't have any taste. That's no, well, no, you do. You do. So we're about to get, we're about <laughs> yeah. to get that to in a minute. So uh, my food uh, journey started with this this place, Rut's Hut, and my uncle would take me to. He was uh, he was uh, you know he was a little well off, and he and he used to move around the area. He'd always we'd always be going to some interesting place uh, for lunch, something like a you know I don't know uh, Musso and Frank's in Hollywood, mm -hmm. uh, just some place where you go and get a. It's for me. I had no appreciation of what I was eating. I uh, we'd have really great food, but the problem was that I was a little kid and I'd, I'd be wanting to go play pong on the oh, yeah. the, the cocktail Atari. table. Oh, the actual sit down. Oh yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the cocktail. Well, they used to have the, the cigarette, the uh, yep. cigarette ashtray there, and you'd get your you know highball and set it there on the table. I didn't, but you know some yeah. people did. But um, are you sure? Well, a little bit, maybe. I didn't. <laughs> but the uh, but that's what I was treated to as a kid. My uncle Mel was the original grub enthusiast before this was even thought of. So uh, I I had a wide variety of uh, foods thrown at me, and um, that is where kind of where I got my taste for all of this. And so when we when we talk, that's the funny thing about you and me. We'd sit around and talk about you know your work, uh, all these fantastic projects. But then we'd, we'd ultimately come down to food. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, that's when I, I, I heard that sandwich you told me about, which was the, uh, what was it called? Was I'm sorry. No, no, no. Before oh, that. Oh, Long uh, ago, the chicken sandwich. Oh, God. Uh, it's called. Uh, uh, the um, Bad Mother Clucker. Yeah, Bad Mother okay, Clucker. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's a good sandwich. It's a good sandwich. And actually, I make them now at home. And uh, I use pickle juice to marinate the, the chicken before oh. I, I bread it. But uh, yeah, no. So, so we always come down to food, and even today. Tell me about this burrito you got. Uh, you know, we do the morning burrito. I got five guys in the shop, right? Yeah. So this is from Los Primos. Okay. Now, where do you have? Where's that one? Bressy Ranch. Okay, I've never been. So that's in Bressy Ranch. Now, what I like about it is their hot sauce is good, flavor-wise, not just hot, although it's very hot. Mm -hmm. They cut their bacon super thick. If you get it on the right day, mm -hmm. it feels like the whole burrito is like a slug of bacon, which is okay with. Okay. Me. Okay. Right, but the beauty of these guys is they have regular size burritos. They call monster burritos, mm -hmm. which you couldn't finish. And these are what they call their handhelds. 
Perfect way to start a day. But salsa makes everything for me. Okay. Well, I'm going to go down there now. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a place I want to recommend, too, in uh, Escondido called Frida's. Frida's Tacos. That's a nice... They have a fantastic birria. I, I think my favorite... You know, so let's go hole-in-the-wall taco shops, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Best one I've found on the planet to date, in my opinion, is in Pacific Beach, and it's called Los Dos... I'm probably going to butcher this. Pedros? Two. Los Pedros? Pedros? Yeah, Los Dos Pedros. Or the two Pedros, or whatever it is. Red and yellow striped, quintessential, on turquoise, next to where Pernicano's used to be. That's a chain. That's a chain, isn't it? No, it's a family, because I grew up three blocks up the street, and they were my neighbor three houses down. Well, what's weird, though, is that there's a, there's a spot in uh, Oceanside that I go to often uh, for their uh, chorizo and egg, and I think it's called Los Pedros. Yeah, and it might be, it might may, be maybe the same family. Down. Yeah. I mean, because they all worked there, right? So what's, I mean, so what was their breakfast burrito like? What was the... Uh, you know, I didn't know what breakfast burritos were okay. back then. Okay. My idea of breakfast back then was, yeah. you know, shredded beef fried taco. Okay. And whatever they do in there, or however old that grease is they're frying that thing yeah. in, yeah. is what made it beautiful. Okay. But the hot sauce, again, the hot sauce... The food has to be good. The meat yeah. has to be good. Tortillas got to be good. Cheese has got to be good. Yeah. But if you don't have a good hot sauce, you don't have a hole in the wall Mexican. You don't. You don't. Yeah. And um, oftentimes I, I feel lost when I go to these places because, again, I was spoiled for Mexican food. And uh, my, mo- my, my mother-in-law, she's a fantastic cook. She makes um, the most beautiful enchiladas you're ever going to have. But um, so when it came to Mexican food, I go out in the world today, I'm lost. I'm, oh. I'm literally don't, I don't run into places that I can even talk about very often. Um, is around here. I don't even know. Like you said to me, like if you asked me, where would you go have a brie? I have no idea. I see it now. I have each place has something I may like, kinda. Okay. Or I really like it. Like okay. I like potato tacos from Oscars. Okay. I think they're really good. I'm gonna try them. They're super good. Okay. You get addicted fast. Well, you like you like potato tacos. Uh, my, I was the, the enchiladas I'm talking about. They're uh, potato enchiladas. Oh yeah. And I didn't know that existed till about ten years ago. Yeah. Somebody was like, "Here, have a potato taco." And a, but who would put a potato in a taco? It's fantastic. It's right? amazing. Yeah, so, the most amazing thing ever. Uh, you know, what else is delicious too. Uh, pinto beans in the tortilla like a taco and try, fry them. Oh, I haven't tried That's that. That's good. Too. But look, uh, speaking of which, though, you just opened up some. Next time she makes enchiladas, you're gonna get some. Um, the the way call me. Well, this is what she does. She she t- makes the enchilada with the. Uh, she takes the the boiled potato and she seasons it, and then she takes that uh, that uh, what is it called the Las Palmas red chili sauce mm. out of the can. Yeah. And she, well, she makes her own, but I mean, it's it's basically that she pours that in there to make the the potatoes kind of red, and then she puts them in there in this tortilla that she's kind of fried and then dripped to the salsa. Yeah. And then uh, she, when you do the fold, making me hungry. Well, we, well, you just you just had a burrito. But, I know, but I, <laughs> still hungry. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, yeah. Well, we, we might, you know, if you want, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop off to this place, um, Water Shack, on the way out. Yeah, you were saying. And that. I'm gonna get a pastrami sandwich. I'll drop one. So, like, uh, but she does that, and then she does the uh, crumbled of the of the cotija, the the fresh cheese, oh, yeah. and then she does a little on- a scallion. So, uh, one of the best cheeses ever, by the way. It's fantastic. Cotija. Crumbly, fresh, oh. uh, pungent. And so she takes that and she crumbles it up and puts in a, a sliced scallion. And then she crumbles that on top of the enchilada. She takes a, a, a ear of romaine lettuce and she puts the enchilada in the romaine, that fresh romaine. And then she takes that crema, that, that, the cream sauce, yeah. and she drizzles that over the top. And she makes a fresh, liquidy kind of tomato salsa that she drizzles over it. And she serves it with uh, fresh rice 
and uh, uh, canned jalapenos, the pickled jalapenos. Oh, yeah. It's, oh. it's next level, dude. Oh, no. It's next level. It so, sounds amazing. It is. But, it, you know, I, uh, we're on the subject of food, right? Yes, yes. My opinion is food changes, you know, with the decades, you know, as to what's available, what people are accustomed to. Okay. You know, and I'm in this part of my life where we don't cook all that much. Yeah. You know, and, and I grew up in a household. My mom grew up on a farm in Minnesota. A dairy farm. So okay. what do they eat? Beef. Meat, potatoes, yeah. no fish. You would think in the land of 10,000 lakes we'd had a fish, but no, no well, fish. No trout? No, no, that? No. Uh, you know, my mom was didn't like it, so okay. I never really had it. The first time yeah. I ever had fish was at the original Rubio's taco shop. Wow. Now, what would you... Uh, I, think it's the, I think it's the original one. The, the one down... Grand, I don't know. Uh, Pacific Beach, right there. Mission Bay, could be very well. Could be. Is that uh, from San Diego? I mean, it's a tiny little shack, and if it's not the first one, it's the second one. Okay. You know? But I, that was the first time I had ever had fish, and that was before Rubio's was like you see it today. Okay. okay. This was like it was still, you know, probably in the late Pop. '80s, early '90s. Yeah. And uh, oh, I, I was like, this is amazing. And then somebody told me what it was, and I'm, like, I'm not going to eat fish. And they're like, well, "You just did." Yeah, too, <laughs> yeah, late. You know? too late. Well, I think the first thing I ever had was that fillet of fish. Oh, they really? Oh, that yeah. That was my yeah. first fish. Because we weren't. I mean, as a matter of fact, my wife jokes. We I've said it on the show. We we weren't well off, so uh, going to the fish market was like all day. That was your. I mean, you were. We set aside the whole day oh, to go. Yeah. It was six kids. We go to the Santa Monica fish market in Santa Monica, and we'd walk in, and, and you know my dad would just drop a couple hundred dollars because we, we were like we were like um, shut-ins. Yeah. We, we didn't get fish. Fish were ooh <laughs> clams ooh like it was, it was like yeah. this big thing. So um, and I no. was raised to hate them. So if I'd have seen that, I went, what yeah, the? you'd have been. Disgusting. You had to trick me into the taco, and now still to this day, I think the only fish I eat is at Rubio's. Really? Okay. I'm just I'm not a fish. Well, it was, well, the the flavor is they can be very fishy and it can be very uncomfortable because it has a really kind of a weird smell. But uh, I just you, don't think it's filling personally. Okay, I mean, I'll I'll eat it. Like I'll eat uh, what's white fish? You know, like um, fish and uh, chips. Yeah, I'll eat yeah, or yeah, like uh, a, a red snapper or maybe a, how about salmon? I hate salmon. You hate salmon. My wife loves salmon. What what do you she hate tries about salmon? To sneak it into things. Okay. Well, that, well, if someone was doing that to me, I don't think I'd like being having food snuck in on me. But um, yeah. So, but well, what about salmon? I, I that's fascinating. I've never heard that. So I want to really? hear. It. I want, yeah. You know, I tried it at brunches as a kid. You know, okay. after I'd eat. Are you talking about like salt cured? Like, uh, like uh, any salmon? I'm just wow. not a fan. I, I don't like the flavor of it. Okay. Maybe okay. it bites me different. Yeah, could be. You know what could I mean? Could be. I my taste buds are just a little off from somebody else's. How about tuna? I'll eat tuna. Okay. Like a fresh tuna? Yeah. I'll okay. eat tuna. You know, okay. I've been fishing and I've tried it. I, it. I will have, but what'd you call it? Poke? Pokey? Pokey. Yeah. Or whatever you want to yeah, call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, Pokey, pokey. White as can be. Pokey. I, I'm, the, we're calling just, it pokey. I just call, they just call it in Hawaii. <laughs> I, just, I just followed them. In Hawaii, I'll eat it. Yeah. I'll eat it there. It's fresh. Yeah, it's so fresh. gorgeous. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's good. But still, to that effect, I'm not saying that I don't like the flavor of yeah. fish. When I'm done eating fish, I feel like it's time to go get a steak. Okay. All right. So let's let's talk about. It. I've been asking this question more and more people. Maybe this is the time. Last meal. What do you eat? Oh, last meal. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean it doesn't even have to be specific to one dish. It can be a, a cuisine. It can be uh, maybe it is a dish. One oh. dish. Is it a, is it a ribeye? Is it? Uh, can it be dessert? Sure. Oh. Last thing. Last thing you eat. Whatever. My you eat. grandmother Olga. Yeah. Made uh, 
I'm gonna call them lemon bars because by the time you cut it up, you know. But yeah. but it was like the the lemon jam on top and the yeah. So in the center, you had like a maybe a graham cracker crust. I don't think it was. It was a little flaky, real flaky crust. Okay, it, all made from scratch and uh, uh, maybe a half inch layer of that lemon. lemon, but made from scratch. Okay, a lot of real squeezing of lemons. Yeah, you know, and then lemon that, zest. Yeah, a little bit of lemon zest on it, uh, and then that thick, creamy white top layer i mean if i could eat that all day every day yeah. i'd be okay she used to make it specially for me but it takes the way she makes it, it takes six or seven hours in preparation okay to get everything to sit and kind of and, and they're you know like about that thick yeah about like okay that. and then you come in like you cut them in chunks and, and, if, and if it's not that and it's gonna sound real simple yeah my mother's goulash okay now what's what is how does she do that what does she do it's there like, uh it's like back of the mccormick seasoning goulash okay. <laughs> so you got, yeah 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 so it's no, like chili best. chili seasoning yeah right yeah uh kidney beans uh-huh. uh french's uh dirt turkey onions over there the little, uh, the little the, fried, the, the fried ones yeah yeah and then uh two two cans of uh, tomato paste hamburger meat and uh and macaroni noodle or whatever noodle you want okay does she still do it oh yeah okay upon request mm. but to me uh, you know, growing up, like I said, again, caretaker, taking yeah. care of my dad. Yeah. My mom yeah. trying to take care of me, and she's at work all day. Yeah, she come home, and it was just fast, quick, simple foods. I didn't really, you know, culture shock. I left home, and I went to WyoTech. Yeah. And I went to go, you know, because better than sitting on the couch, you yeah. know, go learn something. I, I knew cars. Yeah. Went there. Culture shock. They do not have Mexican food in Wyoming. They do now. Okay. But they did not. They had Taco John's. Okay. And they have tater tots there. <laughs> well, is, did it taste good? I mean, did it? Taco John's? Horrible. Yeah. Take Taco Bell and mm-hmm. knock it down the notch like 100 points. Well, you know, I had an experience like that this when I was in Utah this this Christmas or over there and I'm talking to somebody I know over there and I was like, well, where do you get? She's like, what's, that? what's your favorite food? She says Mexican. I said, well, where do you get it here? Because I've not seen any Mexican places. What they think is Mexicans. Well, that's that's another story too because I was like, well, where, where is this place? I looked it up online. It looked like... Alberto's on a bad day. It, it uh, I mean, I went to a place in Wyoming. There, there's a new taco shop. I don't know if it's called the Blue Taco or the yeah, Taco Place. Yeah. And uh, walked in, and it was as if Kraft made the taco. Kraft, the like company. Kraft cheese. Yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. know, we're very plain, wide cheese whiz. Uh, yeah, like cheese whiz. Uh, you know, bulk hamburger with no Jesus. real flavor, no Ugh, fat in it. Frozen, you know? disgusting. Oh, I mean, just. Where, well, look, so speaking of good Mexican food, though, where where do you go? Do, do you have a place here that's, I, that's your jam? My favorite Mexican food is carnitas at Su Casa in La Jolla. Okay, Su Casa. Is that a, a like a sit-down Re- joint? Sit-down restaurant. Sit-down yeah. restaurant. I like sit-down Mexican food. I, okay. like, I like the banter and the talking and the not leaning over your center console. To okay. How about right here in Vista? Well, they took away, uh, what was the name of that place right there on Civic Center and uh vista way yeah don't know it's like a it's like a steak place now um that was that was pretty good though uh, pa, la paloma i never went oh uh, i liked la paloma it was it was decent i mean yeah diego's is what i grew up on in pacific beach okay that was the best that was like my gold standard are they for, still there uh they, no they turned it into a nightclub then they moved down by tony roma's down mission beach and i don't think they exist anymore mm. I, I don't know that for a fact but I haven't been to PB in a while. Mexican food for me is tough, man. I I, I wish I could speak better about it, um, but it, best Mexican food though is yeah. when my customers bring me. Yeah. Okay. Homemade. I mean, because that's that's real Mexican yeah. food, right? Yeah. 
What is, what's been the best thing you've had for they brought you? I probably don't. Even, I don't even know what it's called. You know, okay. it's hard. Yeah, okay. it's all really good. You know, well, I, two things I want to tell you. When I get the enchiladas, I'm bringing you some. I want you to try these because these are special. Uh, the I've only known one of the place uh, that does it, and that's in where she came from, uh, Leon, Guanajuato, down in, in Mexico. Um, but my sister makes lemon bars, and uh, she, oh. she makes them a lot. And she's world famous for them. Oh, she's oh. everybody loves her lemon bar. So who, yeah, she who wouldn't love a lemon bar? Well, she's a baker man. I'm a fir- look. I'm not a chocolate guy. Yeah. If you want to get into desserts, yeah, yeah. I think all desserts because citrus cleanses the palate. It does. I mean, I feel like all desserts should be citrus. What? But I'm different. What's your favorite dessert then? Let's talk about desserts. Anything lemon or lime? Okay. I mean, uh, key lime pie, but Florida Ooh, key lime pie. Wow. We don't have good key lime pie around that I've seen. You know what you do? Who does have a good key lime pie? And again, I'm not. I, mean, I don't know if they're. Would you say Florida? Florida, yeah, Florida. I don't know. I don't know if it's a. Florida. But you have to eat fish. You got to go to a fish restaurant in order to find the key lime pie in Florida. Well, they took it away, but it used to be right here, uh, California Pizza Kitchen. CPK. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had a good. They had a good uh, uh, key lime. It was decent. Yeah, was yeah. yeah that was that was a decent. Very one. tart. I miss their BLT pizza. Is that a good one? I mean, yeah, bacon lettuce. You can't. Go yeah, wrong you can't, with well, I've never had it. I mean, it was the uh, they just have fresh uh, iceberg on top. Yeah, it's uh, like the mayo was kind of like the sauce. Okay. You know, because yeah, you know, yeah. And a little tomato. You know, for looked okay. like pepperonis. Mm. <laughs> You're right, and then bacon it's, sprinkles. It's, yeah, of course. It, well, you oh. love bacon. I can. You tell you love bacon. I mean, I who doesn't? Uh, you know what? I could eat a whole plate of bacon. I could eat buckets. Yeah, crisp, I mean, thick, delicious bacon. I you know. I even like them for different things. You know, there's the morning where you want the thick. Crisp on the edges, but chewy in the middle bacon. Yeah, the big, you know, thick, like the thick. slab. Yeah, the, yeah, the slab. Then there's the days you want the really thin Denny's style, just crunchy, get it through here. You, you know who makes that, though? Who? Foster, no, is it uh, Foster Farms? No, not Foster Farms. Far S? No, the, the, bake, the bacon that they sell at the market. Uh, Farmer John? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Farmer yeah. John. There's it, a new one out now. I don't know if, at least at our local. No, I don't I'll have to. I can't remember. Well, the, I remember the Farmer John being the thinner of the cuts. Yeah, they always had really, th- and it would be come out crisp, and they it would be it would be just flat and stiff, and it'd be, you know, oh, yeah. a little crunch. Yeah, that's my favorite. When I was a kid, you know, we cooked bacon in the microwave because we didn't have time to sit around and wait for it to go. Well, it's the. I mean, honestly, and that's late, a different texture bacon to begin with. Is it? I, I mean, to me, the, maybe it's the way I cooked it too. Well, I mean, the, the only way I went to culinary school to to, to see this happen, but uh, frying a, a whole pound of bacon in a sheet pan, yeah. in the oven, it's the only way to do it. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that whole thing. That I, I mean, for years, I had the the it was a stand there in front the of the pan, stove. Yeah, yeah and the one it. thing you don't want to cook while you're naked, bacon. Exactly, it's popping everywhere, yeah, all over yeah, you, all yeah. over the stove, and you make a mess of everything. No, I don't like that. But in the oven, it's fantastic. Oh, I'm gonna have to try that. Oh yeah, uh, what I do? Well, that, they, used, they used to make those microwave trays. So we were always on the run, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Active young kid. Yeah. Mom working all the time. We had this tray, and you put it in there. The fat would slide to one end of it. It was made for microwaves. Really. So in like just a couple of minutes, you could have fifty pieces of bacon. Oh, however many yeah. could fit on that sheet. And the texture is different when you do it in the microwave. I, I feel like it was crispy, but a little more chewy. You know, because it doesn't have that. It do, I, I can imagine it probably doesn't have a, the ambient temperature. Doesn't get not all the way through. 
You know, it's not even. So, like, if you heated up a, a we're burrito. talking eighties microwaves yeah. too. So that's yeah. a whole other world. They probably didn't even spin back then. It no, no, this one did not spin. It just sat there, and then you'd halfway through flip it around. See, that's the worst. See, you don't want you don't want that. That was the best. You, well, I was addicted. Well, no, no, but you, you, just, you just don't want that have to turn. You need the carousel to get an even thing. If you if you don't if it doesn't turn, you uh, it's just, it's hitting it from one side. I you agree. Know? Oh. So no, uh, but, yeah, yeah. But, but that sheet pan deal. If you next time you do bacon. Get a sheet pan, put some parchment paper in there, and then uh, put the whole. You lay the whole thing out, stick it in the oven at I don't know four hundred, and I'm telling you right now. We'll leave it to the wife. She's got culinary. Well, yeah. She went to culinary school. Did she? Oh yeah. Where'd she go? Uh, California Art Inst- Art Institute. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna go there. I think. I think. Okay, that's probably right. I mean, I probably should have listened right. more when she was talking to me. Well, we, we'll, cut <laughs> yeah. that, we'll cut this out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you can leave it in there. But we're the, open about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a similar problem at home too. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I do a show with her, yeah. as we've been discussing. Yeah, yeah we discussed. You that know, speaking of which, I want to talk oh, about. I want, I, want to, I want to ask you a question. Um, I've never had a critique of my show. Never. Um, and uh, you've actually listened to a couple. So uh, now, tell me, are we are we doing anything right? Well, so I listen <laughs> I listen to your show when I'm driving to uh, the Bay Area. Okay, but we leave here at like 5 p.m. So you can imagine, everybody in the car is asleep except yeah. for me. Yeah, I'm trying to stay awake. Okay, yeah. Well, so one day, I, you know, I thought, well, I'll listen to Jack's okay. podcast. Okay. So then I had to f- download something to find. I had to find the podcast. So I remember that was hard for me. Really? I'm new to podcast. Okay. 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 I mean, I'm sure it's well. I, well, the reason why I say it is, I hopefully we're not having any trouble now because I Google it now. There's it's everywhere. Well, I didn't even think to Google it. Okay, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, I, you know, I was trying to go into iTunes and look for it. I didn't yeah, realize there was a podcast thing, and then I was, you know, Spotify. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know how to. do Well, it. here's the thing: I, I we weren't doing it very seriously. We were doing it, you know, every once in a while. And uh, this last year, during the during the COVID twenty uh, twenty, I finally trademarked the name. I, I made it. I said I want to do this. So um, that's why I did the shirts and all that. Right. Uh, but but anyways, comfortable shirts, by the way. Huh? What's that? Comfortable shirts. Okay, you do. You, I know. I, look, I'm a shirt guy. Yeah. I do. Well, I do wear your shirt. You get okay, me. fantastic. Well, th- that's what I wanted when I bought the shirt. I was like, I want a shirt that you're gonna like, whether it has my name on it or not. Because if you uh, will wear it because it's comfortable, then you'll wear it just to have it on. That's that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get the. A lot of you know companies will buy, especially larger companies like King Shocks. They'll hand out a whole bunch of shirts, but they're not quality. So you're not going to yeah. advertise. It's just going to no. turn into a rag in the garage. Well, you make it one wear out of it, and then you wash it, and then it turns into some kind of, you know, like a, it's terrible. Yeah. It's shrunk up in the shoulders, oh, but it's loose around the middle. The, I think the biggest problem with most shirts, sweatshirts, biggest offender, you know, especially along the cheap end. Yeah. Not long enough. Did I give you a sweatshirt? No, I'm, I'm always open for sweatshirts. Okay. I have I have a shirt. My wife what's has a, a shirt. What size do you like? In sweatshirt? Yeah. Depends on the brand. This one, I think, is, uh, I don't know, we'll figure it out. Right, but, right. But, Car- uh, yeah. Carhartt I, I, large. No, I wish. Yeah, I wish. Which Unfor- is extra large, or yeah. sometimes 2X and Carhartt. Well, 2X is actually 4X in Carhartt, because I, I know when I wear, I have a 2X. Oh, no, as a matter of fact. Oh, I, yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, my, my wife bought me a whole bunch of clothes for Christmas that were yeah. extra large from yeah. Carhartt maybe yeah. eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. Are they tight? They're huge. Okay, yeah, no, they're car- absolutely massive. I mean, extra large is a different thing for them. No, well, like, you're talking about farm boy cl- yeah, clothing. You okay, know, the, yeah, you know, they think that you know, bow in the corner. You know, yeah, yeah, two hundred and fifty pounds, sure. six foot two. Wow, he, he looks like a medium. <laughs> yeah, he ain't out. So. And, and, you well, they, they, they're very densely built, though. Oh, you're yeah. working on a farm. Oh, yeah. you are. You they're have, all muscle. Yeah, yeah, and you may, may even look a little. 
you yeah. know, a little thick. But it, but trust me, underneath that, man, that's solid. You do not want to mess with those guys. No, those guys that throw around those hay bales. Yeah, and they or, have places to make you disappear. You, well, if you live in the sticks, you, oh, yeah. you, everybody, there's a, there's a place everywhere. I don't care if they have a cornfield. There's a place to hide you. And you never want you never <laughs> yeah. you never ever want to piss off a guy who has a pig. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. I agree with if that. If you see a guy with with they uh, will digest you. with hogs, you, you want hey dude, hey nice seeing you. Hey, take care. Nice to meet you. Need anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, need some pocket money to wash your car yeah, while yeah. I'm here. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> your tractor needs a shine. Let me <laughs> do that for you. Yeah. yeah. Be nice to that guy because yeah. he could he could disappear you. You know, like in, in a very different way. So look, man, we've been talking for a bit. Uh, do you want to continue going, or you got you, you got bit oh, back yeah. to the shop? We haven't got. Okay, no. good. So well, I just have to work on this. Well, okay, cool. Okay, so eventually. Listen. So listen, man. Um, I want to I want to ask you. What is your if you could go right now? What what meal is next on your docket? What what is there something that you've been? Because uh, look, I, I ask people all the time. I say, "What's your favorite cuisine?" And I'll ask them, where do you like to go for that? Like, I like uh, birria. Okay, so where do you go for that? And then some people tell me, they, oh, well, you know, down here at the local corner. I'm like, where else do you go for that? I mean, have you had it in Mexico? Have you been near the border when you've had that dish? I uh, think food in Mexico is real good. I don't venture over the border very often. I don't either anymore. anymore. And I'm part Mexican. Right, right. And I don't fit in at all. I stick out like a sore thumb. Trust me, I don't speak the language very well, so I fit in the same. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure because they walk up to you and you're like, uh huh. Yeah. Sure. So, yep. Yeah. I, I wasn't That's brought what I'm up. I'm trying to say. Yeah. I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't brought up in, in a family who spoke the language very well. To my detriment, really. But see, also. Right. Just, so good. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So, no, no. So, food, if I. Any meal. Last, the last meal one's hard. I mean, I would definitely go with lemon bars. If yes. I had one. Yes. And how, how many bars would you eat if you had a whole plate? like a, At least six a, sheets. A sheet pan. Really? Uh, six. You can just go for it. I would just. I can't stop. I'm trying to think of my I eat until I have sores in my tongue from the acid of a wow. lemon. That is serious. I mean, it's an addiction. So lemonade. You like a fresh squeezed lemonade then? Nope. I know. Let's I just, just stop the show here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't lemonade. It's got to be highly sugared lemonade. Like well, like a, a hot dog on a stick style. Yeah, I haven't been there since. They make, to me, the best lemonade. And also, they do. Yeah, they, I, I would have to try it. Yeah. I think SeaWorld in the 80s had the best lemonade. Okay. Well, you know, the thing about Back it. Back when they had that show with the skateboarders and the bicyclists. And the, okay. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but you know what? I've had two fantastic lemonade. Uh, hot dog on a stick, of course. It's a go-to. But um, there's a place in San Fran called One Market Restaurant, and they have a frozen uh, sweet lemonade. Oh, that sounds good. And, sweet, and, and, sweet lemonade's good. I'm not a big sour. No, no, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. Well, look, I, I did something dumb when I was a kid. I went to my friend Jody's house when I was seven, and uh, I still remember this like it was yesterday. I get over there, and she's like, "Oh, let's go pick the big lemon tree." We go pick a, a, a bushel of lemons, and uh, we go back to the house. And we're like idiots there. You know, we're kids. Yeah. And we're over there squeezing, squeezing. We have like two of those, those house pitchers, you know, those uh, yeah. oh, like yeah. over a gallon. Yeah. Uh, we have two pitchers of lemon juice. Yeah. And we're, we're, we have... Which uh, is not lemon. No. We go to the, cu- yeah, we go yeah. to the cupboard and we're, we're taking all the sugar. We have a pound of sugar. We've dumped all the sugar. And we're like, what's wrong with this lemonade? Right? So my sister comes in and she goes, what are you doing? And I was like, well, we, she says, we're trying, this, we're trying to make lemonade, but we didn't know that you had to add water. Yeah, so, yeah, we, yeah. so we had uh, two giant gallons of sweetened lemon juice. Concentrate. And, like ridiculous. Concentrate. Yeah. So, and we did probably, uh, that's probably at least four gallons of actual lemonade. Prob- well, 
More no, than that? way more. Because you don't yeah, need yeah, that. Yeah, much. I guess. Yeah, you don't need that much lemon juice. To no, make no, it you lemonade. just need the water. And on top of that, we did the, made the cardinal rule, which I didn't find out till later. You need to crush those skins. Mm. You can't like if you go to hot dog on a stick, they're jumping up and down like yeah. that with that thing. You need to do that. That is the flavor. That's where it comes from. Yeah, they're from the from the. Otherwise, it's just all sour. Yeah. So I when I get those lemon bars, you're gonna have some. Uh, but you know, as far as your what about, what's your stance on pink lemonade? Nah. Uh, no. None of them. No. Well, you know what? Um, I, I in and out pink lemonade with the double double mm. animal style. I prefer a Pepsi or the Coke. Oh yeah, me too. Mm. If I have the a doctor choice. does not prefer that. I no, 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 no. Well, oh, look, your body doesn't know where the sugar is coming from. It has no I, idea. It just you, you just eat sugar. It doesn't have, it's amazing stuff. It is. Yeah, and, yeah, spe- yeah. Speaking of which, you like have you been to Cane's? Raising, Raising Cane's? Cane's? Yeah. What's your the thoughts? One, What's your thoughts? They, they make one thing. It's You're just, right. do you want your chicken between the bread or next to the yeah. bread? But I will give them this. It's always cooked right. It is. Because they only cook one thing. One thing. They Which, do they, they do Like well. in and out they make one thing. But they do it really well. Right, and that and that's great. And I love raising yeah. canes. I like yeah. the cane sauce. Yeah. I wish they had other better sauces. And maybe a, ver- a little bit of a variety. Uh, any, yeah. Anything. Just okay. a little bit. Like a spicy one. Like, give me a spicy. Yeah. One. Yeah, well, look, you know they're, they're doing well. Um, I, I'm a big fan of uh, fried chicken or chicken in general. Oh, and they're, they're big down in like the East Coast and the South. Yeah. Raising canes. Yeah. Like if you go to Kentucky, there's one. On every corner. With a, well, a mile from each mm-hmm. other, you know. They're, you know which what? brings me to food. We just talked to Yeah, go right? ahead, man. Tell me. What? So it, food's changed over the decades. This is where I was going yeah, earlier. Yeah. I went out to Kentucky and I had a buddy that lived there who sadly passed within the last month or so. Wow. And uh, in the beginning, 10 years ago when I first met him, he took me to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. What they call a restaurant. It's like walking into somebody's kitchen that's in a shopping complex. Okay. Mama's cooking. The boys are serving. The daughter's ta- you know, taking the money. And I had a brown derby. Sandwich? It's kind of like a sandwich. I mean, it, yeah. all the components of a sandwich in not sandwich form. So bread on the bottom, okay. roast beef on top, brown gravy smothering it. Okay. That sounds good. That's good old Southern. Yeah, gravy all over everything. Oh yeah. What was so? Is it toast or bread or just bread? White bread, and it's real soggy. Yeah. Um, And and uh, you know, I think we pump so much stuff into food for flavor. Yeah. It was nice to be able to taste the roast beef on that, and then of course I immediately started salt and peppering it. Okay. Okay. But uh, that sounds good, like a smothered a smothered roast beef open face roast beef sandwich. Yeah, but I mean like home cooked. Yeah. You know, I mean the bread made there. Okay. I was just mm, good. Yeah. Then I tried f- fried maloney. I love fried maloney. Oh, so I love it. It's amazing. Where is that out here? Uh, well, it's not fancy enough. Uh, no one's going to pay you eleven dollars for that uh, for a sandwich. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? It's delicious. So I, it, I, I agree with that. I mean, so is spam though. Spam is delicious too. It doesn't get any of the credit that it deserves. That's so good. They uh, ra- even fried spam absolutely. on an iron skillet. Well, look, man, I'll be. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's all we had when we were a kid. We had cast iron, and the cast we'd we'd fry it up, and then we'd do it crisp, and then uh, same thing: lettuce, tomato, like a BLT. Oh yeah. On a, a, a my favorite bread was a Roman meal. I don't oh, know if you know. That's Roman what meal. I grew up on. Roman that, meal. I was that was me. As a matter of fact, Roman meal wheat. The ro- the ro- the the brown bag. The yeah, brown, yeah, with the brownish yeah. yellow, yeah, like yep, orange. Yep. Orange. We're calling it an orange bag. Orangish brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that was my jam, and you, I, we used to even eat that with pinto beans, Rosarita refries. Oh yeah, we ate it with every everything. Anything I could dip bread in, I had it with. And sadly, I think they're gone, dude. 
Really? Yeah, I looked him up online. And I just figured it was a PB thing or something. You know, I moved no, up here. No. It's kind of must. I must have moved in the transition when they got rid of Roman meal. Dude, Roman meal was my. It's just the. It's. I wish I cry a little bit. It's so, so good. So what's your bread now? Man, I, uh, sourdough. And if I had to choose, I I was making sourdough for a while. My own sourdough was delicious. Uh, but if I have to go somewhere, uh, Boudin's right here in San Marcos, uh, they I have got a, a good, bone to pick with them. With Boudin's? Okay, tell me. Uh, uh, you can cut it out in case. No, you no, no, I don't care. No, tell me. We do a lot of DoorDash. Yeah. And I got some from Boudin's and uh, I pulled it out of the bag and there were four cockroaches in the bag. In the bag? In the-, in the sealed bag from DoorDash from Boudin. And I like Boudin, you know, Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like their food, but yeah. once that happened, I thought, how did they get in the. Maybe they were living in the bag. I don't know. Wow. But why were they in the restaurant? Wow. Dude, that's turned me off to to them here. Now, if I go up north, I mean, any different store other than the one that we have locally. You know, the, the sad part about that is that they, they really, it's hard to do that. It's hard to manage those things anyways. Like, yeah, no, I get it. I get but, it. but that four of them. Four of them. I didn't believe it. My wife goes, ah, come look at this. <laughs> I, I had well, uh, you know what, man. Unfortunately, the, the uh, that's a that's bad. Unfortunately, that's really bad. That's I, only the second time in my life we've got something like that. Hmm. In the in the late '80s, early '90s, when I was just a little squirt, because I'm only yeah, 38, yeah. we got a pizza from Little Caesars. Remember when they used to make? They were square and they came in the bag, two of them yeah. on one. Yeah. And uh, my buddy had been eating a piece as him and his mother went and picked it up after we ordered it. Yeah. We got it back to the house. We looked in there and it was full of spiders. The the babies. Wow thousands in the thing in, in the, the thing yeah so uh somehow they there was a spider's nest there they put the hot pizza in there and everything just hatched gee came i know wow that's scary <laughs> yeah, dude i'm gonna tell you i had an experience at uh, just down here in san marcos last week i was at a some little uh hamburger joint right there on uh uh what is it called uh, san marcos boulevard going to get tires done at mm-hmm. firestone with uh manny and uh, I went to the place right next door. I don't even remember their name. I didn't even want to utter the sound of their name. <laughs> I went in. I ordered this. I said, look, they had a special, six ninety nine for two eggs, two bacon, a toast, and potatoes. And I ordered that. And then I bought an, a $4 orange juice. And then um, I get the thing over there. And I'm eating. I, I, they were poached eggs sitting in the bowl. And I moved the eggs to the potatoes. Like I turned it over on there. And I'm, I take my third bite of this thing. And I find this hair in it. Oh. And I go over there to the manager, and I'm like, I'm oh, not the manager, to the lady behind the counter. And I said, uh, there's a hair. She looked at me like I was uh, like I was trying to screw them out of $6.99. I know, yeah. And, I, and so I, I, I didn't. She says, well, you already ate half of it. I was like, I, I took three bites. Yeah. I, I had to stand there. I actually, I told them I was going to mention this and mention their name. I, I don't like doing that sort of thing. But um, they, it, I, 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 they kept the money. They said, we're not going to give you the money back. And it's well, still, even then, did they offer to make you another? They did, but I wasn't. No, I'm just asking if they, oh, they offered. Did. Yeah. They did. Uh, they did, but it, was, it wasn't like they really meant it. Right. They were kind of like, yeah, you want, I'll make you another one. You want another one? But I was like, no, I'm disgusted by the fact. Uh, and then, she, then, okay, then she says, well, do you want store credit? So store credit. No. <laughs> no yeah. I'm never coming back here. I mean, the way you're treating me right now. Then Over six ninety nine, which in reality is $2 to make, $3, I'm going to guess. Oh, no, dude. Well, let's see. The, the eggs are nothing. Oh, eggs are nothing. Yes. Uh, the bacon is two strips. It's out of a pound. What is that? 50, 35 50 cents. cents 30, 40 cents. 35 cents. Uh, a toast, 
Come on. Uh, potatoes? Come on. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it's a buck. It's a, it's it's a, a buck. buck. It's a buck of food. Okay, so it's a buck of food, you know. But they looked at me like they were they were interrogating me like I had like I was I was really trying to go after them. I yeah. was trying to I'm trying to but ruin now that, them. But now that's a product of people who have taken it. Sure. You know. Absolutely. And I, and I don't agree with anything, but I mean it's it's integrity. God, it and it, it burned me so bad. I said, oh, "Keep the money." Keep it. Yeah. Just, you know what? If that's how you want to do, man. I, you're never going to go back there. You're never going to send no, anybody no, there. No, no. I won't even. I, I went in there one time to talk to the manager. The, the guy was trying to hire me. And uh, I went in there and sat with him and had a coffee. And I, I just. Look, I don't like to affect people's business in a negative way. I, I, but I, I was so infuriated. I said, look, you know what? I do a podcast. And you know what? If I get an opportunity, I'm going to say something about what just happened. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let people know what you really are like. <laughs> but trust me, I was like. I, but I don't like doing that. I don't like being the the uh, the well, Karen. I don't like being the, <laughs> the the complainer of the whole thing. No, no, I you know, know. I um, get that. So, but um, look. So, where have you had? Not that I was trying to do that to Boudin Bakery, but no, no, no. But it you, caught me off guard. And and you know, once you're yeah, the mental, you know, your view or your feel or the way something it hits you, it hits you. Yeah, and and you know, it, that it, and not just food, just everything in general. I mean. I know hot rod shop. If if I mess up the first thing I touch on somebody's car, you think they're coming back? No, no. no. And, and it may it, be a pure accident. I may say I'm sorry and pay him back for it and charge him nothing. It doesn't matter. Well, you know, if you had if you had someone say you're sorry to you, and how does that make you feel? Like, yeah, okay, yeah, great, good for you. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if if that makes you sleep better at night, right, <laughs> good. Uh, so, look, is there a place right now in anywhere that you are dying to eat? Not not at the moment. Okay. Um, are are you uh, anything in the, in the? If I could bring it back, yes, but no. Okay. Not what is it? Pernicanos on a pasta salad. Okay. And I'm not a salad guy. Okay. So the the salami, the olives, the yeah, pepperoncinis. Pepperoncinis. You got the. Okay. The dressing from Pernicanos is what makes it. Okay, and it was like a, a vinaigrette, like a, a olive oil. Yeah. 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 Vinegar, heavily oregano, vinegar. lots of vinegar. Okay, so look, I went to a place, uh, but I'm gonna mention them again. The last show I did, it was called Papa Christos. Mm-hmm. Next time I go, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you. I mentioned it before. If you just listened to the show recently, I'm gonna go on a little bit again. Four kinds of fresh feta every day. They have a uh, olive bar. They have a fresh baguettes. Where's this at? It's in L.A. Unfortunately, and 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 I tell you right now, I'm looking. I'm always on the lookout for some place like it or some place, one of those kind of markets where they have uh, supplies, oil, uh, they have cheeses and breads and meat, a meat counter, uh, fresh hot food. Oh. You, I don't know of a place in San Diego other than... What about in Little Italy? I've never been. I mean, I've never, never been. been to Little well, Italy. No, I've been through there. We've got, I've gone to a few places, but I don't get down there enough to do it. And I've, not, I've never heard of an Italian supply store. If you want to try some good Italian... I do. Go down to Valare. In San Diego? Yeah. You been there? No. It's right down by MCRD or Naval Recruiting Center. On Miramar? Uh, No, no. Down further further south. You know where the main post office is? I don't. Oh, wait. In downtown. In downtown. Kind of down. Yeah. Off the off skirt of downtown. Just north of downtown. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Right there. Pernicano's. No, Volari's. Pernicano's is defunct as far as... John Pernicano, who I grew up, he was playing an accordion, so I was sitting in the gondola in the middle of the restaurant growing up, uh, retired and shut it down. So him and his kids, Marlene and everybody, right? John Jr. Um, They shut that down. There used to be, I think, six or seven Pernicano's 
in San Diego. Mm. There was one at the end of the 60s, that 67, where it used to end uh, where the Iowa Porker was. Do you remember that? Well, no, you're not from. No, no, I'm from L.A. Yeah, so. Uh, I came here in the 90s. Okay. So, well, I mean, I was still it's about that. No, right? Well, here's the weird part. Uh, as, as my wife likes to say, we live in San Diego. We don't get to San Diego. That, we don't go very often. We live oh. 45 minutes. Why would a, you leave here, though? This is beautiful here. Leave San Diego? North County. No, no, I mean North County. Oh, man, I tell you where I live is great. And your oh, place yeah. is great. And this I place love, right here is great. And I'm on two busy streets. It doesn't bother me at all. Well, you just got you got your house done a little bit, so now you have a little more room. For the first time in three years, I have a living room. You didn't have a living room before? Well, we turned the living room into our master bedroom. Okay. How big was your place before? Um, well, on no, paper. It was, it was is a smaller uh, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not very big. Yeah. On paper, smaller, but we added about 1,000. Okay. Yeah. So you have plus a, a thousand square foot of garage, and you're loving it. Which is the most important part. Oh, yeah, but you never had a garage. A, a single car. Well, you. I, had, I wouldn't call that a garage. I call that like a paint a locker. You know, a shed. shed. It's a shed. Attached. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Attached yeah. shed. So uh, now you're living the dream now. I mean, that extra space has got to be fantastic. Yeah, so now I've got 2,500 square foot of garage. Oh, you mean in the house? Yeah. Oh, I'm still yeah. in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. So, you so I mean, yes. No. Uh, you know. It, we have a nice kitchen now. We had a, a dine-in 50s kitchen before. Okay. It's basically the same size and layout, but open to the living room. So it's been a lot. Well, when I bought that house, I bought it purely for the acre and a half that it sits on. Okay. And the and, proximity to stuff. And the proximity to stuff. And my wife hated it. Because and you're too close to the road or something or just too small? She just hated it. It was old, decrepit. Yeah. Lots of property, lots of weeds, which I have yet to fix. But, you know, we got an acre and a half. You, what are you going to do? I, I live on 2.65. Yeah, I mean. What are you going to do? What you what, Get a goat? A dry, I, what I try to do is drive it over with my Jeep or my international scout yeah, or, you know, yeah, just kill it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, so if yeah. I could salt it, I would. Is that, is that illegal to salt I don't, I don't know if it's illegal, but it'll make that worth nothing ever again for growing. Yeah. And the nurseries are right down the hill for yeah, me, Drake. I wouldn't want to hurt them. Yeah, on top of that, don't you have the doesn't your water drip down to them? Don't you it go down? It drains directly yeah, into the so nursery. That wouldn't go well for them. That would not go well for them. You get a call. I would get a call <laughs> or twelve. You get a call. So yeah, yeah. so Volari. Tell me about Volari. Uh, Volari is good. Uh I like their chicken penne, but that's real Italian. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think a lot of the stuff we get is Americanized Italian. Okay. You know, but when you when you go down there, and I have a close relationship with the family from high school days. Okay. Great food, though. Why don't we go to one of these places one day, you and me? Oh yeah. Because I just um, I, I I like Italian food. As a matter of fact, the only places that I like in San Diego, well, one is for food, two is for the food and the ambiance, and the third one is strictly ambiance. And there's, I, there's a place called Seneca's down in San Diego. Okay. Brand space. I'll show you pictures. It's striking. 19th floor of the Intercontinental oh. Hotel. Beautiful view. Uh, food was table-side mozzarella. Oh. They come there and make you make them, and then they, they serve it with prosciutto. Oh. And, to, dude, it's, I got, it's, a, it's magic. Oh, yeah. uh, so, uh, so Volari, but you say it's more family, or family style? Yeah, it's kind of like hole-in-the-wall Italian okay. place. Okay. But the bread is great. Okay. Anthony, the cook, is really good. Okay. You know, I mean, it's good. Okay. Uh, but lasagna and raviolis, how, how does that go? Good, but I'd try the chicken penne. Okay. Okay. My personal favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of an addicted to um, uh, those pasta dishes. I, I shouldn't eat them. 
If no. you saw my my waistline, it is either one of us. Should pasta, be these. pasta should be stricken from the food category. Pasta and probably red meat. If our doctors had anything to do with yeah, it, yeah, I don't even know if the meat is the big problem. Triglycerides, sugars, yeah, pastas. Yeah, well, I, I think it's probably dessert. Unfortunately, as much as I love them, uh, pasta. You for mean sure. the main course? Well, yeah, that is the main course. It can be if you have the right dessert. Yeah, uh, mine. Uh, but I had well, bananas foster. Have you ever had bananas? Foster? I have never had bananas. Uh, it is. It's a caramelized banana dish, and it's uh, it's like caramel sauce and with with big chunks of fresh banana, and it's heated, oh. and and then they serve it over a scoop, usually a scoop of like Haagen Dazs creamy uh, vanilla ice cream. Oh, man, is Haagen Dazs still around? I hope so. yes. I think they're in the market. I think they're still. In the market. I mean, like you know, but is there any more Haagen Dazs storefront? I think there is a couple. Like I, I saw one recently at like one of those outlet malls. But you know, yeah. But that, but that to me, it's decadent beyond control. Oh. As a matter of fact, um, I was at a place called um, uh, the restaurant at Convict Lake up in uh, Mammoth. Sounds like a place I'd hang out at. You, you all, you, <laughs> you know. Well, you know what's interesting is the name is uh, the the lake is called Convict Lake, so the restaurant's called uh, the restaurant at Convict Lake. But it has no, there's no jails to my knowledge around this area. But what was interesting about it, it's right on the edge of the water, and I was inside having medallions of backstrap, deer backstrap, mm. and it was sitting on a, on a bed of uh, pureed cauliflower with uh, asparagus tips and these things were so beautiful the medallions were uh, perfectly cooked from edge to edge it was pink all the way through with a little bit of sear on the outside and they had a chimichurri sauce going a creamy chimichurri across the top okay so i'm sitting there looking out the windows of the small restaurant very nice little place and i'm looking out and there's deers um, sitting there live ones outside uh, amongst the aspen trees just outside the plotting your demise they were basically out there waiting to jump me on the way to the car <laughs> but uh but they gotta this, get revenge for their they, buddy they had to man this, they took our dude down so uh but, but <laughs> for dessert though they did table side uh, bananas foster oh. with the brandy and the i'm telling you man next time you look if, what's your take on bread pudding dude i don't even know it i don't know it you've I've, never I've, had I've, bread I, I think i've had it i just don't it's not well, on my nice hot bread pudding. Bread pudding. I've never had it. Good. Oh. Where where do you have it? Have, well, every place that had it, it's all bread. Oh. Let's go to Kentucky, hmm. and we can have some. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, trying to think of who has, you know, who had uh, famous Dave's was here. They had a bread pudding. It was okay. okay. Yeah. Not the best, but it was pretty good. But if you ever see it on a menu, uh-huh. take the chance. You know what? I think I had it one time at a place called Ninety Fourth Aero Squadron. Down, by, down the, by the airport. Yeah, so that down by Valari. Okay, okay. Other side of the freeway and down for. Okay, is, do you know if ninety four still around? Yeah, I drove. Well, I know that the Aero Club uh, sign is still there. Okay, because they had uh, incredible creamed corn. Oh, and, I love creamed. Yeah, corn. they had incredible creamed corn, and they also had good bread rolls on the table. Um, I remember having uh, prime rib there. Ooh. Yeah. But, uh, okay. I'm sorry. I don't mean to no, diverge from that. No, don't diverge. Favorite steak place in San Diego. Mine or yours? Mine. Hmm. I know where mine is. I'll, you want me to tell you mine? Yeah. I, and I don't, I'm going to butcher the name, but Trulux, Trellux. Never. Where is that? I, they're kind of a chain. I guess there's six or seven of them in okay. the U.S. Okay. It's a UTC, Golden Triangle, La Jolla area. What are they doing that's so spot on? Uh, you know. Is it the cuts? Is it the quality? Dry aging? It's everything. Ambiance. Okay. Pricey? Well, a couple of bucks? I, I mean, I bit. don't drink and the wife and I eating. Yeah. We don't. 
She, yeah. Yeah. not that she doesn't drink, but yeah. when we go there, she doesn't drink. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the bill's easily near 300 for two of us for dinner. Holy smokes. So it must yeah. be really good. It's melting your mouth. Really? Oh. Okay, so and then dessert. Okay, lemon bar? <laughs> no, no. They call it their world famous, and uh -huh. it's got to be carrot cake made with pecans, oh. not walnuts, because who would put walnuts in anything? Communists. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but you know, um, a pecan based, okay. you know, yeah. carrot cake. Yeah. And it comes out this tall and it's a wedge laying yeah. on, on the side. side. Yeah. Also, if you like, you know, I don't eat much seafood, uh -huh. like, like uh -huh. we discussed, yeah. but uh, uh, crab legs. Okay. I went there. King and crab? They, uh, so yeah. I went there. Yeah. And I, my first time there, and I yeah. said, well, I want, I forget what it was, a ribeye or yeah, something yeah. like yeah. that. And a tomahawk, probably. Uh, man, yeah. big, the big bone? Uh, no, not a big bone in this one. I think I was going small because I was also going to get a pound of crab legs. Okay. Just for side. Yeah. And they came out with a 1.2 pound crab leg. 1.2 for one leg? Leg. So, I mean, was it like, how big around was the diameter? It was of the like, the first of all, the plate it was on was this big. Yeah. And it was. And like a foot. It was like three a feet. foot and yeah. a half, two foot, yeah, yeah, yeah. three foot yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah this big around out of the dutch harbor and and i'll tell you that when you pulled that meat out it was just loads of it uh, so much so and now i yeah. had never really had crab legs before yeah but i was trying to look fancy for my date okay okay and i enjoyed it yeah but now it's ruined me for crab everywhere because you can't get it yeah like i that. go down to joe's crab shack what is this little yeah, thing where's this? my yeah. crab yeah that's what my crab leg eats for dinner. That's a chore, dude. It's a chore. It's the, a lot the, of work. It's the, a lot of work. The little legs, and you're having to try yeah. and poke it out. With the little I mean, this was just crack it open, rip it out, and you could you'd be holding a handful of crab. Drawn butter or just by itself? Uh, I like it more by itself. I every once in a while I use the butter. Okay, but if it's good and sweet enough. Yeah, well, okay. You, uh, do you ever go to Pismo Beach? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been a few times. Okay, well, this is a place called a cracked crab. Oh, it, on the side of the. Right side of the one, the highway 101 or whatever that is. It's on the beach side. I mean, but when you is come it on the beach side or is it just looking it. over the 101 towards the beach? I don't know. It's in the center of town, like the center of their. I'm sure know, I've driven by. You're sure you have. Yeah. If you've been there, you've driven past because all the restaurants are on one yeah. street. But uh, I'm a car guy, of course, of course, I've been there. There you go, cracked crab, cracked the the cracked crab has a crab Louis salad that was so it's it's memorable. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about it now. You can't forget it. It, dude, it was a pile. I have a picture of it. I have a pile. It must have been a full cup or more of cr sweet, fresh crab meat. Oh. Dude, bring a tear to your eye. <laughs> he looks like he's <laughs> about to cry. No, I'm not going to lie. You look like you got a tear <laughs> coming to your eye. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, said, <laughs> I asked what I should order. I said, what should I order? Well, you should have the, the crab leaf. Okay. And I had no idea what to expect. But they bring me this giant salad. It's olives and cheese and mm, right? a great dressing. And then, uh, well, so, so I go to the restroom, I wash my hands, I come out, on the table is this little basket of maybe six or seven of these little, um, silver dollar, maybe a little bigger, uh, sourdough rolls, mm. fresh butter, okay, they, they, like a, the dark yellow butter. Homemade? I think it is. And it was like one of those, like almost as dark as Irish butter. Somebody described it like piss. It looks a yeah, little bit like it. It was dark. Depends on how hydrated you sure. are. Sure. Okay, drink your water. Drink your water. Yeah. So, so, so uh, it was on the table, and right next to it was a glass of wine. I wanted this. She said, what can we get? And I said, like, Sauvignon Blanc. Okay, good. Get this marjoram Cybrite. Dude. So it was good. so good. I, I, it was I'm, so good. 
Food is good. I like, you know, I usually find the best food on road trips and I pull over in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And have you found I, your love on the road though? I mean, you're the kind of food you like. Have you found it on the road? I, I always learn I like something different every time. Okay, good. Well, I mean, you know, I stop. I try not to. I mean, of course, you know, if I go to a restaurant a lot, I know what I like. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. venture out of that yeah, box. Yeah. But if I'm out in the middle of nowhere and I'm at a place, if you've ever eaten with me, when you'll notice. Okay. I'll sit down. Now, I don't always take their recommendation, but I'll yeah. ask whoever's working, what's your favorite? That's and I'll too. ask everybody as I walk through the restaurant, whoever seats me, whoever's filling my water, yeah. what do you eat here? What do you eat here? What do you eat? What's the best? Yeah, me what, too. One of my, you know, you have one I chance agree. to impress me. Yeah. What is it? Well, I ask a similar question. I say, what can't I miss? Right. I need, I need to know what you believe is your jam. What is your the 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 thing I'm gonna remember when I leave here? Right. So, what was the last thing you had that was like that? That was. It was called the Blob. Okay. Where was it? And it was morning it breakfast diner food, and you know, not the best quality of. I mean, it's egg and stuff. Yeah. It was at Betty. Is it no Peggy? Peggy Sue's Diner. Okay. Leaving out here on the 15th. Okay, in bed. They have like dinosaurs outside it, and oh. I mean, it's it was. They built originally the restaurant was built out of railroad ties. Okay. Uh, from the nearby railroad projects. Yeah. And uh, and it was a tiny little fifties uh, or forties fifties uh, diner, you know, so like three or four seats and the cook. Yeah. And maybe like one or two booths. Mm -hmm. Then that building's been added on to, added on to, added on to, and then a couple bought it, brought it back to life, and they have all of their movie memorabilia in there. Mm. Betty Sue's. Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue. There are signs for it on the freeway. Okay. It is probably one of the oldest diners we have in this county. Yeah. If it's, it might be in Riverside County. Actually, okay. I'm thinking about it. But uh, I had the blob. It was good. What was it? It's it's a blob. But I mean, it was like potato. It's a blob. Yeah. So I mean, because it's all movie themed, right? Yeah. So uh, oh, so wait, so the blob meaning the reference to the movie? Yeah. Okay. So, so what was this weird? <laughs> Weird. It's like so. I'm I'm a big. I like hash browns, okay. home fries. Yeah, sure, all that. You know, and I like to have my bell peppers and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I kind of had that in the middle. Was like the uh -huh. main. We'll call that the filler. Okay. And then it had egg over the top of that, over easy, okay. over medium maybe. Yeah. yeah. Kind of covering it, and then it had gravy over that, like wow. sausage gravy. So health food. And then on the bottom, it had toast. I think it was toast on the very bottom, and then biscuits, and then Oof. bacon running throughout. Wow. And it was good. I mean, good at, or great? Well, okay, so let me ask you a question. At me, the time, I was starving to death, so yeah. it was absolutely, absolutely amazing. Salsa? Yeah. Salsa? Uh, or ketchup? Or what'd you? I'm, I'm a, for breakfast foods, I'm yeah. a ketchup guy for everything else. Salsa, hot sauce, whatever I can get my hands on. Okay. Well, you know, okay, so this is not going to be like that. But uh, there's a place that you should go if you like that scramble kind yeah. of deal. It's a place called Vine and Tap. I, f I feel like I've heard. I feel like I've heard of this. You, oh, I, you know what? I had did a show on it. Maybe you heard that one. Oh, that but true. it's in San Marcos, in San Alijo. Oh, okay. When you go up to the top of the hill. Yep, yep, yep. In As that little town center there. Do you ever get through there? Oh yeah, yeah. I've been over okay. there. Okay. Every it, time I, but see, I'm a hot rod guy. Yeah. After work, I'm, I want to go meet a buddy over there. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I look like the bum in San Alijo Hills. No, 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 man. I've got well. I, I, I go everywhere. I go look like a bum. So don't, don't, don't. You but know. you know the area there. All, all I know is that I went <laughs> yeah. in there one time to get a glass of wine, and it was at night. And then uh, they said they have a champagne brunch, 
well, you don't drink, but I'm saying they have a brunch and you have the, uh, they have these scrambles. They have two incredible scrambles that I just can't get enough of. I just can't get over there. Right. I, oh, you know what? Speaking of which, if you get through there again, another place called Sourdough and Co. Oh, yeah. Sourdough and Co. is good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's right on the same street. My wife's a big sourdough enthusiast. Really? Yeah. Has she ever made her own bread? Oh, yeah. I mean, she went to culinary school. Oh, well, yeah. yeah she, well, then, then doesn't make it. Well, I'll try oh, we got two kids. Yeah. And we haven't had a kitchen forever. We just got True. one back. True. She makes some amazing lamb. Your wife? Oh, yeah. Like lamb, like what kind? Like uh, crown rack or like a. I call them the lollipops. Yeah, crown rack. The little, yeah. the, the bone with the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She does uh, that? What does she, she do? Uh, I don't know her secrets. Whatever. Sure, no, she, I'm just, you know. Whatever she seasons it with. It's gorgeous. She seasons it. Yeah. Let's it sit for like a little bit. Then she puts oil in the pan, puts more seasoning in the pan. She, yeah. sear, she sears it. Yes. Then seasons it again and bakes it. Holy smokes. Yes. What does she serve it with? I. I've never paid attention. To okay, just, you, why? What else do you need? Because I just eat those. I have the chai of these things. These yeah, 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 yeah. She gave me a whole yeah. bucket of these lollipops. I mean, I'm sure there's something healthy in there as well for the kids, but I figure that's their food. Yeah, that, to me, let them it, eat that. So if you bring me out a plate of food, there's food and there's yeah. what food eats. Okay. I'm not a salad person. Okay, okay. I'm a food person. Yeah, I hear you. Which is the meat side. I hear you. So, right. so, so <laughs> like greens or that's what food eats. broccoli? Or, I feel uh, like if it ate that, and now I'm eating it, we're, we're even. Okay. Right. All right, well. No, I, mean, I, I, I do like broccoli. I love corn. Well, you know, look, I, I, when, I was a, when, when my kids were little, I had to figure out how to make them eat vegetables. And so I got good at making vegetables. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that, so that's my thing. I like a good kale salad. Oh, my God, dude. And uh, oh, so here, let me tell you what I do. I take that kale salad, and I'll make burgers, uh, beef or turkey or whatever you like. And you can take those off, man. If you don't want to wear them, don't wear them. Oh, all right. But I'm saying it's just you know so you can understand, you can hear what you're. Yeah, selling. no, no, I get it. But uh, I had to make, I had to spend my my time when I came out of culinary school. I was like, well, I got to make these kids eat vegetables. So I, I went through the process of learning how to do it well. Uh, but I, I do the kale salad with the uh, tacos. I'll make a, a fried taco, and it'll just be potato, onion, cumin, and garlic salt. You had me at potato. <laughs> okay, and I'll, I'll, I'll fry <laughs> these babies up, and then I'll take the kale. In the, uh, it's a citrus kale salad, and uh, yeah, that's pretty spectacular. But uh, but speaking of of, of lamb, uh, when I go to that Greek spot again, they have a, a very specific lamb seasoning that I'll bring so your wife can try it. Oh yeah, we'll try it. I don't know what she puts in hers, but it's either crack or a ton of like, garlic. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm addicted. Yeah, I mean, how when she buys those lamb chops. Where does she get them typically? I have no idea. Just they just arrive. You don't. I'm not care. in charge of anything yeah, in the house. I just show up and it's done. Because they're hard to come by, man. I mean, uh, most of the time they make them in. Uh, they're grown in New Zealand. Oh yeah. And then they're super pricey. Yeah. So yeah, no, they're delicious though. Yeah, we have it any holiday we have. You know, we get it. It could be Thanksgiving. You're getting turkey and lamb. Lamb chops. Yeah. yeah as as yeah. a matter of fact, turkey is. I don't really care for turkey that much on Thanksgiving. It's not great. No. I'm I'm just there for the stuffing. What, okay, so let's go into that. What's your favorite kind of stuff? Stove top box. Okay, but I mean, okay, so celery and apple. Yeah, dude. Yeah. My man. Yeah. My man. Well, you know, it's so stupid. I was just telling my son this <laughs> yesterday. My uh, when I was a boy, I didn't realize how many recipes that my mother would make off of packages. Oh yeah. And so, um, and you think it's their own recipe? Well, I, I never had any real, uh, you know, belief that my mom was this culinary oh, genius. I did. I did. Came, did you? Okay. Oh yeah. Mine, mine. Until I read the back of the McCormick's package. But it was, see, but, <laughs> yeah. but what she did was good though, right? What yeah. she did was, my mom 
would follow the recipe and somehow it didn't. Ah, ah, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, anyways, when I grew up, uh, we'd have this stuffing. She made the apple celery stuffing off the side of the box. Mrs. Cubison's, I think that's what yep. it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love it. It was just gorgeous. I grew up on it. So I, when I met my wife, um, her mom made the stuffing, but with sausage, sausage links, yeah. chopped up sausage. Yep. And I, it, it wasn't the same. I was like, what is this crud? Well, so I think we get accustomed to what we think something is. Yeah. There's no replacement for that. Well, well what, what, what happened, though, is that um, I, I kind of got on board with it because it was spicy, meaty. Oh, just different. It was gorgeous. But it, yeah, yeah, but I had to adjust. Yeah. Then one Christmas, my, my mother's, my mother had passed, but my, uh, my sister was making it. She followed the recipe off the box. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know that it was on the side of the box. So she says, hey. I brought mom stuffing. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, then I'm in, so I fell in love with, so I had both yeah. on the plate. I had the, the sausage spicy and I also had the regular Mrs. Cubison's, oh, yeah. my mom's stuffing. Did you eat any turkey that day? No, no. What are you doing? Why, yeah. why are you even bringing that thing are, over here? Yeah, Don't, no, no. Out of my... It's dry and it's, ew. I mean, I've had moist turkey before, you know, where it's good, but few and far between and never on Thanksgiving is everybody's talking and drinking and not paying attention. Yeah, absolutely. Turkey. Absolutely. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and if you make the yams with the, the marshmallows on top, those are uh, fantastic. But so, um, no, that brings me back. Yeah. Do you like your yams with marshmallows on top or do you like them better with the pecans or pralines on top and the brown sugar? I'll, I'm going to say this to you. Recently, uh, I became addicted to the yam out of the, uh, out of the uh, oven. Yes. Like a like a baked potato. Oh yeah, and a little bit of brown sugar, a little bit of um, a butter. Yeah, and uh, just a knife, a salt and pepper, a knife and a fork, go to town. It, it does. So in Taiwan at Seven yeah. Eleven, right? You can walk in. You know we have hot dog rollers in our Seven Eleven. Yeah, they have those as well. But right next to that, they have these hot rocks and like that same kind of little bin, right? Yeah. And on top of the hot rocks are baked yams. Really, and what they do there is they just pick up the yam, they put it in one of those like to go taco yeah. roll bags, yeah, and then you just peel the skin off of the yam and you eat it like a banana as you're walking down the road, and that's a normal snack to them. Really, it is amazing. And they taste good because I love them, so I'm addicted. You know, I'm gonna do. Okay, look. Also, I went to the speaking of yams, I went down to the farmers market here in uh, Encinitas, and they sell purple yams. Ooh, they're pretty cool. Yeah, it yeah, tastes yeah. good too, um, but no, I prefer it like that. I, I'm I'm a kind of a purist. What about guy. actual sweet potato? Yeah, awesome. I love sweet I love potato. Love the, the light one you know, or the dark one. Yeah, we uh, we uh, we made all of our children's food till they you know when they were babies made all their baby food out of regular food. Yeah, yes. so yeah, we had like one of those little baby baristas okay, or whatever. Yeah, it yeah. steams it and yeah, yeah. and you know turns it to mush. Uh, and when we made those sweet potatoes, I mean just steamed. Yeah. And blended sweet potatoes. Delicious. Oh. Yeah. And then we put them in like those little squeeze packs for the kids so yeah. you can kind of squeeze yeah. it into their yeah. mouth. Yeah. Except I get in trouble because I was eating them all. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, there's something really beautiful about the simplicity of a, of a yam or even a squash. Oh, yeah. Like for me, I like butternut squash. I like uh, the kombucha squash, the Japanese squash. Um, you, you boil those down. There's mush, It's but it's sweet. Oh, thingy. yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, potatoes, though, uh, sweet potatoes, my wife uh, loves the a dish I made, uh, started about 2000, uh, sweet potato pancakes with sour cream, black caviar, and chive. I, I couldn't do the caviar. Oh, really? That's right. You don't have to fish. I just, I've never had it. Well, let's say it like this. 
Um, I when I first made them about two thousand, I was in a and and my wife's family who all they eat is Mexican food. I mean, really, that's their you know burgers. They eat, but it was like they didn't have a very wide palate for right, yeah. food uh, outside of Mexican food. I mean, delicious Mexican food, incredible. But you know, you say, hey, let's go have some sushi. Let's go have some Thai. Let's go have some Vietnamese. They're like, mm, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, and so I took these. Uh, I took the caviar over there, and my uh, wife's cousin came and said. You know, I really love those. I love the blueberries on top. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so the thing about it is, I don't think. What does caviar taste like? Explain it. It's they're salt. Primarily, I'd say salty with a with a kind of a musky fish. No, not fish like a like a bass or or something that you, like a regular fish. It, it's the eggs of the of the thing, but it's it's mostly salty. It has a very a unique consistency. It's kind of slippery, not slippery. It's smooth, and yet they when they pop, their the the stuff comes out. It's delicious. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it has a mostly salty salty sea flavor. Okay. And with this dish, you just you just take make a pancake with egg, salt and pepper, uh, chi- uh, scallion, chopped scallion, and uh, you, the, I take the yam. You tenderize it. You boil it for about eight minutes in the water. So the inside of it's still hard. Yeah, hard. The outside soft. And then you grate it up. Oh. And you make this little pancakes with, and you make little uh, walnut-sized pancakes. Yeah. And you put them in the, fr- the shallow oil, and you just uh, pat them down with the spatula. Yeah. So they come out. Uh, the inside's still like uh, potatoy. Yeah. But the outside's got a little char, not yeah. black, but brown, very dark, very crisp, yeah. crisp, grated sweet potato. The creamy, fresh sour cream, yeah. the salty sea flavor from the the, the uh, caviar, and then that bite of the chive. Oh, I love <sighs> and it just can't you can't beat it. I mean, for, <laughs> you can't beat it. Yeah, I know. Uh, but sweet potatoes, man, you love them. Love them. Oh, they're so good. As a, matter, as a matter of fact, I grew up on latkes, potato latkes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I lived not far from a Jewish deli, and uh, we got, I mean, nothing better. Then a well-done latka, the grated style latka, with a, a big bowl of, of uh, sour cream mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, applesauce. Yeah, I can't find them. It does sound good. No, you, I can't find them. I well, you we had said I don't know if we were talking here or talking before this, yeah. but you know if it doesn't sell, it's not around because the people don't know it. They you don't know order what? it. I just there has to be a Jew community, Jewish community here, dude. There has oh, to there, be a Jewish. There's a temple. I mean, what, yeah. I don't know what they call and it. And I just synagogue. And the closest deli I know in San Diego is down off of... Easy Akins? Yeah. That's a pretty good place. Mm. Look, I, uh, here's the problem. I, I like get I, it, yeah. No, like I said, I, I grew up... I, I was spoiled for Jewish food. I was spoiled for Jewish food, Mexican food, and Italian food. I grew up uh, not far from a Jewish, uh, a Jewish deli. And also not far from there was the Italian market, which had all the hot lasagnas and you know the the meatball sandwiches and subs and you know the the prosciutto and the sausage hanging oh, from yeah. dude I, I so when i when someone says i've had this great thing i'm like I, uh, ah like okay i get it i you gotta have a gold standard i unfortunately i do feel uh, it's tough because doing I mean, but i don't think whatever your standard was say even if you were eating not the good food yeah right let's just say yeah and that was your gold standard back then yeah some of the best foods that are supposedly the best may not be as good to you because everybody's standard and palate comes from and, and, and different. Absolutely. And that's why I ask people, I say, well, okay, what do you know about it? Yeah. You, you like pizza. Okay, what do, what do you like? Tell me, where have you had pizza? 
I mean, uh, Domino's. <laughs> well, you're okay. well, it's <laughs> yeah. tough. It's tough. Well, there was a, a young lady I met at a restaurant up in my town, and I, she says, this is the best pizza I've ever had. And I'm like, yeah. Chicago yeah. pizza is good. Where do you have that here? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, I, 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 I got stuck in, they lost the airplane I was in at the, uh, what's that, airport in Chicago? Dulles? No, no. That's no, in, uh, um, that's in, that's in Virginia. Virginia. Maryland. Or, it's, uh, it's another big you one. You know the one. It's the big one. Yeah, the, O'Hare. 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 Yeah. They lost my plane. They said nine hour delay. Okay. So I took the blue line into town and ate at this place. I can't for the life of me remember the name of it. Yeah. But I went in there and sat down and had my first Chicago pizza. Okay. It was life changing. So, but you can't get it out here. When did you have this last? When did you have this? Oh, I was eight, nine years ago. So you haven't had a good Chicago since then? Since then, no. Everything about it is different over there. They're, the tomatoes they have in it, they're not... Around here, everybody's trying to pump a ton of flavor, at least most places I go. Yeah. Trying to pump so much flavor into the sauce, they're not letting the tomato be the tomato sauce. You know what I mean? And there, they're very much... It's like almost like a bitter and sweet sauce. Yeah. Herby, too? Yeah, yeah, a little like bit. Oregano? Yeah, I'm, whatever it was, whatever they did... The cheese, the dough, the sauce, everything made it absolutely perfect. See, I have a story similar to that. Yeah. Because I, when I grew up again, in, but not far from that place, Ruts Hut, that Hawaiian place I was telling you, mm-hmm. across the street from there was a place called Chicago Pizza Works. Pizza Works. I've just been talking about this too much. I mean, I've been saying this on the show lately. Yeah. Chicago Pizza Works had this thing called the garbage pizza. Uh-huh. And it was pretty much everything, everything from the kitchen. But, but but the thing about it, I remember, is that um, I've had other Chicago or Detroit style as well, which is also yeah, a thicker pie. I have not had that. I, I, I didn't know I was having it until I had I was like, why is this? It's not New York and it's not Chicago. It's yeah. somewhere in the middle. Um, I have I have this memory of the Chicago pizza that was, it was so full of things that it should have been too much. Yeah. Like you should, like, wait, there's too it's many things too in here. too much going on. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you like pepperoni pizza? This is like, this is like everything. But it was it was amazing, and it's still in my mind because it was thick like like two inches, and it had all these peppers and meat and all these disparate things. But together, it was amazing. So I went recently to a spot two about a year ago. I went to this place called the Spot in uh, Rancho Bernardo. Yep. And they have a. Have you heard of this place? I heard of the place. Yeah. They have Chicago pizza, and I unfortunately I went there and I said, you know, do you have a? a, a they they have cornmeal in their dough. And I was just like, I don't understand that. I don't understand the cornmeal. Yeah. I, your pie is, I mean, the toppings are good, uh, the, but I don't understand the cornmeal. Why the cornmeal? It's gritty to me. Yeah. Oh, and, no, it makes it uh, granular. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. I don't, so anyways, but I just coincidentally, uh, the last two shows I did, it was a place called Apollonia's Pizza, uh, Miracle Mile in Los Angeles. Unfortunately, it's so far. I'm going to show you a picture of this pie. Yeah. I don't even know what it was. I, it's not Chicago. It's not New York. It's, it's not own, Detroit. It's its own, it's, 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 its own thing. Yeah. And what what they have done is out of control. It's out of control. It has uh they I don't, they they it seems to me that they they put uh, cheese on in the pan before they put the dough in. Oh. And so what you have is you have the whole edge of the pizza has got these uh, browned cheese spikes mm-hmm. all around the perimeter. And on the corners of the pie, around the edge and on the corner, yeah. it's that cheese is all charred up and melted. Sounds great, and, dude. It, it's and then the the dough is more. It was kind of like not bready, 
and not crisp like a New York style. It, it, it didn't feel like a hand tossed. It was like uh, airy, like a so not br- so dense, not so dense. It had had uh, a crumb like a bread. Yeah. So you could have these big, you know, like a like a like a flat bread or like yeah. a non bread. You know, the non like mm-hmm. the East Indian non bread. Big air pockets in it, and it was. Um, it was it was a roller coaster of sensation flavor. They had big chunks of, of Roma tomato on there. It was it was a pepperoni pie. It had these cheese spikes, these charred crisp cheese spikes. Every corner was crisp like a potato chip. Like, oh. and it was that's the, the best part of anything. But it was the cheese that was the crispy. Right. Like it was unexplainable. Okay. Yeah. And then it was a pepperoni pie with a red sauce, and they put uh, a little drips, not drips. Um, like spoonfuls of burrata, fresh burrata cheese yeah. with uh, spicy honey. Really? And when that, when the, I said, well, what do we order? She's, they said, get one of those. And then I asked her how much it was. It, the pie was $42. What? You're going to see it when you see a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, uh, that's uh, honey and cheese. And they were like, yeah, it's like the number one seller. I said, and then the way he said it, it was dismissive. He didn't even take the time to look at me and go, it's the best seller. He was like, it's just the best seller. And I was like, and my wife said, okay, we'll take one. Dude, between the, the freshness of the cheese, the spiciness and the spicy sweet of that honey, the pepper, big thick slice, uh, slices of pepperoni. So they cup up like that yeah. with the oil in the oh, middle yeah, and they're yeah. crispy on the edge. It's got all the good stuff Dude. in it. And, and then a very beautifully done sauce that tasted like tomato rather than cooked tomato. Right. And then uh, this, the, the bread. I mean the the dough, the bread. It had it was leavened like uh, like a like a non like a, it could be tortilla. It could be yeah. it could be a focaccia. It yeah. could be any one of those. There was these big pockets in there, and then the bread had this unexpected flavor. It didn't it wasn't spongy. It wasn't doughy. It wasn't uh, bready. It had a whole different texture. So, dude, try it, dude. I, I mean, I don't know. Do you get to LA at all? Yeah. What you ever get? Don't to LA? walk. Run and go get one. Is what you're saying, dude. <laughs> I, I'm baffled. No, let me say this way: I was baffled. Well, you know, I was baffled. And the problem is, I, I look for places here in San Diego. I want to find those places. I want to find. I think we're coming back in the restaurant world here. But growing okay. up here, yeah, having been raised my yeah. whole life here, yeah, it was very run of the mill. You felt that way too. Yeah. I, it, okay. I, because I, I hate saying that because I don't want anybody to give me. You the would stink think eye. San Diego, being as well known as it is throughout the country, you know we we know of Miami, Florida. Miami, yeah. Florida knows of y- us. Yeah. Our although our night scenes have always been good, very bar oriented, but the restaurants and the food have really slacked in my view. Because I go to, I, I used to travel and build, you know, work on weapon systems on naval ships. And uh, I go to a whole bunch of coastal towns, you know, Jacksonville, Florida, Virginia, you know, yeah. you know, and they have good food everywhere you go. If you ask somebody, hey, where do I go? You know, if you're in Norfolk, Virginia, they say, oh, well, you need to go down to the Abbey okay. and get a steak, you yeah. know, so yeah. you go down there. It's the best of the best. Somebody comes here. Where do you want to go? What do you have? Phil's barbecue. I'm not saying Phil's barbecue is bad. I love Phil's barbecue, but it's just it, well, see, here's the thing. Have you been you've been to Texas for barbecue? Yes. And what's your thoughts? Because I hear it's a different that, type of barbecue. Is it? Yeah. How is it different? What do you mean when you say that? I mean, every, every, every region's got its own spice, its own. Okay. You know, I mean, if you had two barbecue restaurants next to each other, you wouldn't know. Kansas City barbecue is amazing. You ever been there? No. Kansas City barbecue. 
I just, you know, I, I was driving through there, asked them, what's the best on the menu? And I'll take it. Yeah. And I had it and it was, uh, I don't even remember what I ate, but I remember driving away from there thinking about it for about four hours on my really? cross country trip. So. Like ribs or something in particular? Uh, no, I, I got, it was kind of a, I got ribs while I was there. I always get ribs. I'm a big rib fan, yeah. but. Uh, also, uh, it was a pulled pork, I think, sandwich they gave me or something. It was something, whatever their... Their jam, whatever their thing was. Well, whatever their barbecue sauce was they had there was off the chain. And they did a uh, regular barbecue sauce like molasses and stuff like that, ketchup-based. It, <clears throat> it was not a sweet barbecue sauce Okay, where I went, mm. you know. But I basically I looked at a whole bunch of reviews online, like, where's the best? Yeah. I'm going to be driving through, and uh, where do I stop? And that's, you know, where we ended up. It was like one of the top rated. It was good. I, I can't even remember. It's been so many years, you know, but. See, and that's the problem for me, man. I, I, what, I was always baffled at the fact that I thought San Diego would have near good Mexican food everywhere. Well, we have everything but food that's good. I mean, that, that we have some places, but. I, I see the problem. We're I overrun by convenience yeah. and not quality. Man, Everything's fast food. Look, I mean, look around here. We got Rubio's, Carl's Jr., Jack in the Box, Islands, which I'm going to consider like fast food restaurant stuff. Islands is good. Islands? Yeah. yeah. But not great. Big wave with cheese. Big wave with cheese. Uh, those basket of fries. Basket of fries, the sand, that garlic, salt, and pepper or whatever it is. I haven't used it. Oh. Is it good? That's the seasoning that's on the fries, but you can get more of it. Okay. The trick is you put down a dollop of ketchup. Then you coat the ketchup with the, the garlic Dude. salt. Maybe want to go there right, right now. So that way it's like got a nice crust to the ketchup. Yeah. And then you dip a fry in it. And then you immediately make another dollop of ketchup and start doing it. But it's got to be that first dip where it just. Okay. So you, let me go over this again. You take the ketchup. You make a pile of ketchup on a, a plate. a pile of ketchup. You cover it with what I call the sand. I don't know what this stuff's called, but okay. it's a garlic salt of yeah. sorts. Yeah. With pepper in it. But it looks like sand in a little yeah. shaker. You coat it until it's got. A coating. You no longer see shiny ketchup. Okay. It's got a coating. Okay. Then you take your fries or your burger, probably best actually. After you've taken two <laughs> bites of it, make sure it's nice and pink in the middle. Yeah. And you just scoop up that dollop of ketchup okay. into it. And what happens is the seasoning gets laid between the ketchup, the meat, yeah. and it's encapsulated yeah. Yeah. now. Yeah. Then you bite into that and it is really the best. And you but, no, no, I will say that, except Islands, I'm not gonna cuss, but they effed up. They changed their meat. Yeah. When was the last time you ate there? A year ago. More. Two years ago. It's no longer the same big wave of cheese. Oh. I mean, onions cut thick like this. Weird burger patty. The, they changed the bun. That is islands. They changed well, you, you, islands. Okay. On all the burgers, as far as you know? Yeah. That doesn't make any damn sense. Sorry. I, I, I don't agree. mean to cuss on my own show, but yeah, good. that's stupid. Uh, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. How, you had a good business plan that ran for years. And well, how I mean, how do you change something that is a staple of America? All you do. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. No, well, it's like like what would they say? If the stones didn't play satisfaction, yeah, you burn it to the ground. Yeah, I don't understand. Look, for me, uh, Islands is so signature. There's nothing else it's like the it. burger. Is the big wave with cheese is the staple of Islands. You that and their it? chili cheese fries if you never had them because they have scallions on them and oh i don't know absolutely amazing and the ranch there is actually really good. well no you got me you got me you had me at uh sand on my ketchup oh it's so good dude 
I'm ready to have that today. I, my stomach is growling. Now, now, I'm not saying that the burger, the new burger, isn't good. Yeah. It's just not what we know. And, and back again to what I said earlier, you know, we're, we have a palate for the way we were, have experienced things the first time. And no. I go back to Islands and I go, what did you do to my burger? If it's better, I can adjust. But if it's, it's not. It's not the same burger. It's smaller, you know, because it's got that shrunk up. Pa- Maybe it's more real burger. I, I mean, it was okay when I ate it, but it wasn't. Look, I, Islands had a signature taste. Islands had a very signature f- taste. It had a very signature Meat patty, vibe. Fried. The bun was a certain thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you had a white or wheat bun. Yeah, white or wheat. Was it nice. was just, it tasted unto itself. Yeah, and now it's all messed up. And now does it taste like something else? It's, it's it tastes like a run-of-the-mill burger? Like just no, it, it? It's still a good burger. It's just not their burger. All right, look. That's like so, going to In-N-Out and they hand you a Big Mac. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What? Hmm. I'm not saying a Big Mac's not great when you want it. When you want a Big but Mac. But it's not what you want when you go to In-N-Out. No. And it shouldn't be. It's probably the same price, too. Probably $12 for that burger. Oh, I'm sure it's more than that now. Gee. Well, spe- speaking of which, what is your favorite burger? Do you have a favorite burger? Up the Hill Grill, Ramona. Really? Is it something It special? was actually on Bar Rescue. Okay. So it must be good. Yeah. And they have this. I don't know what. My favorite. I'm trying to recreate my favorite burger every time I go there. Yeah. But whatever meat they use, amazing. They cook it perfect. And their barbecue sauce. Uh, I had a barbecue. It's called the Maple Bacon Barbecue something, something, something. Okay. And it is. Jam. Uh, I mean. It's decadent. It's, it, that would be exactly how I'd say decadent. It's perfect. It hits the spot every. In Ramona. In Ramona. What is it called, the place? Up the Hill Grill. You know, because you got to get up the hill. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And it's also a bar. There's like, I don't know if it's a line dancing. I mean, I don't go into the bar. So the restaurant's like on the street side and then the bar is in the back. And in Bar Rescue, they kind of had the restaurant yeah. feeding to the bar. And, yeah. I th- and I think, I haven't watched the episode, but I'm the guest that they kind of cordoned that off and made the restaurant actually good. All right. You know what? I'm going to have to make a trip for that. That's yeah. it. I'll make a trip for that. because that, the Hill that's, Grill. That sounds amazing. Because I was, I was in Ramona. I did a show in Ramona. Yeah. Two years ago. And the only, I mean, I found a couple of places, but there wasn't like, you know, wow. No, no. It's the the London grill. Bakery. The London Bakery up there is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. They have nice. That's hey, the one. They have lemon bars. Yes, they do. Did you have them? Oh, yes, I've had them. And? Good. Good. Yeah, not grandma's. Nothing is. Nothing's grandma's. No. You know what I mean? Nothing will ever be grandma's. No. No. <laughs> you know? That's... No, it won't. So, but but as far as a run-of-the-mill burger, what's your favorite burger? Hands down. Like, like fast food burger? Yeah, it's something you can get right here. Uh, I don't think there are any good burgers yeah. around here. I mean, if I was going to go eat Carl's Jr.'s like on the way to the freeway, so I'm getting a double Western bacon cheeseburger. If Jack in the Box was ever open, they keep closing down their drive through because everybody there keeps getting COVID. Yeah. So uh, I don't go there anymore. But I mean, it's just a jumbo jack with cheese and no lettuce. What, okay. Well, so what do you think about uh, Five Guys? Not I don't. I don't think about it. They, they are redeeming themselves. My biggest problem with Five Guys is who sells a damn burger and no shake. Hmm. But now they sell shakes, so they've cut me out. See, for me, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. for me, it was like I went in there and bought my son a burger and fries and a soda. And it was twenty bucks. Oh, I've never looked was, at the. I I do, I do. I, I have. I I, I'm not saying I shouldn't, but I when I go buy lunch for the guys, I mean I buy lunch every day. Okay, and I kind of just well, go get food. Well, here's my problem. I I have to look at it because I'm like. I want to know the value. I want to know what it what is. Are you paying for? Yeah. Well, look. If, if it's, I, I've said this before. If it, if the bill, if the food was so good that I forget about the bill, 
just I'll sign whatever. If yeah. if I have to, if I have to look at the receipt and go go to Trulux, huh, who got <laughs> yeah, who, yeah. who got two seven ups? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it wasn't good. No, yeah, yeah. And uh, I haven't found that. There's nothing good burger around here. I mean, mm. somebody said the Dino Burgers off 15 were good. Haven't been there. Yeah. Mm. The um, I'm trying to think. I like to make my own burger. What, so how do you do it? Can so I, ever since I was it? a you kid, here's how, here's how I make a burger. I like, and I'm just, the, the patty itself, you take, you know, make sure it's not lean meat. I don't know who buys lean 80, meat. 80-20. Oh, no. no. 90-10? 80-20. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Uh, no. There's no flavor. There's no flavor. All the, all yeah. the flavors in the fat, and you need the fat. I want the fattest meat I can get. Like a 60-30? Oh, no, whatever, 30. yeah, because you need those. You need the fat and the grease. Yeah. Anyway, so you get that. Make your patty. Thin, thin ones or thick ones? Thick ones. Okay. Always. Because I like the center to be real juicy. Okay. And I'm not a good cook. Okay. You know, that's why I married up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, we, all, so, we all do? Yeah, so. Do you, do you grill them or do you put them in the pan? Grill them. Okay. On the barbecue, right? And I take that and I, uh, first thing I do, A1 bold on a brush. That's going to sound crazy. Okay. I brush it on the top of the patty. Okay. Put a little smoke. A little smoke action. Well, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. And then garlic salt okay and then i let that simmer in you know till it's nice and good and i need to flip okay. it okay flip it one time only season the other side the same after it's already started cooking yeah, yeah. and cook it till it's about medium not quite medium yeah right so, so it's still real juicy yeah pull it off eat it immediately just without a bun or anything or just bun ketchup mayo mustard okay and i like when those three mix together what about cheese yeah, I could, you could miss me with the cheese. Okay. I, mean, I like the cheese. But and I'll grab important. whatever cheese is around, but okay. that's well, not what's important. Okay. <laughs> well, I, well, you know, I agree. I like it to be uh, gooey with cheese. Oh, yeah. A gooey cheese, like uh, the one from the Restaurant Depot. That cheese, to me, is the best American cheese there is. If you buy Kraft Single, I don't understand it. They taste like rubber. What? I mean, again, back to Kraft, it's like yeah. a, it's the bare minimum to constitute cheese. It's like government cheese. Almost. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. like, here's your cardboard cheese. Yeah. And then you can buy fancier cheese if you want something that tastes like cheese. And Kraft, this is, this is all, uh, we, this is all what they call it. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. So we don't get in any trouble. Kraft but with a C. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, not you guys out there with the K. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, not that, not that craft, a different craft. Yeah. Uh, the one I found at the restaurant depot to me is the finest, creamiest, delicious, well, wonderful. Yeah. My buddy, yeah, would agree with you. Yeah, I get a lot of stuff from Restaurant Depot dropped off. Well, he knows I like to drink monsters, and they sell them in the in the pallet. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Corey, I'm going to tell you right now. I I want to do this again. I don't. I your your schedule. Need to talk more cars next time. We, we can talk about anything you want to talk about. We could actually do a, a car. We could do a, a show about your shop if you wanted to. Uh, we could bring a camera in, videotape it, talk about the projects you're doing. Sure you can. Um, it would be great. It would be fantastic. So uh, I think we could go on and on. And uh, if you, whenever you have time to do this again, I would love to do it. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun, man. Oh yeah, a lot. I, of fun. I really appreciate you coming over. This is fun, dude. If there's I, anything I'm good at, it's talking. Dude, you are a great talker. <laughs> yeah, and, and, well, and, and that's why I think this is this was a fun show um, because there is no there's no areas where you aren't some somewhat knowledgeable. I mean, th- you have worked in the industry you worked in, worked in the military, worked in the on uh, the vehicles, the projects that you do are are. I mean, dude, they should be on TV. 
They they are. Uh, but I think we wouldn't get anything done on TV. Yeah, man. I you mean, know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Nothing. I mean, you like this guy sitting above us. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is spectacular. What what color is that? That's a blue, right? Uh, yeah, it's, I'd have to. It's a like a blue teal green, dark blue teal green. Originally, it was going to be an Aston Martin color, mm. um, and then we found this color, and I forget what it's off of. But uh, it's a project car. Yeah, this is customer car. Yeah, it's a cu- yeah customer car, and uh, it belongs to the guy who owns this building. But it's okay. fifty three Oldsmobile. Wow. 1953 I mean, you see a lot of 55, 6, and 7 Chevys, and I think this thing's got more pizzazz to it. The grill's got to be pretty sexy, right? It's different. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those grills where at first you go, huh. But then again, in the hot rod world, being different is what makes something yeah. look good. You know, and everybody's got a Tri-5. Yeah. So this is in the Tri-5 era of competition for looks, except this was a cut above. And, it, you know, you'll nev- I have never seen another 53 Oldsmobile driving around, ever. So this is, uh, you know, it's Art Morrison chassis, big block, 455. Yeah. Gear vendor overdrive. It's going to have all the fancy. When's it going to be done, do you think? Oh. <laughs> On record? <laughs> <laughs> well, never mind. I never mind. make sure you don't have yeah, a, yeah. a, you know, you're not listening to this he might. He might listen. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. especially after you said that. Oh, uh, this year. <laughs> this yeah. year. I mean, definitely this year, you know, hopefully in about three or four months. The front end's got to go back on it. How far is he going with it? Like a full full restoration? I mean, like it's, show it's quality? Full, I mean, you know. Is he taking to a show? Oh, like yeah. The, the goal is to go to good guys. Oh, wow. And uh, maybe win an award. And not like the last award I won in that car. I got it for dirtiest car. Did you? Yeah. They, I did <laughs> not know they had a dirtiest car award. They did that day. I won it, though. <laughs> you know yeah. what? Though? I don't even know if you could handle getting an award, though. You get an award? What are you going to do then, man? Hide it on my wall and never tell anybody about it. Yeah, you, well, I already can't keep up with what I got going on, dude. You would be out of control. You'd have, L, at the L, uh, you know, coronavirus hit, and for our industry, for cars, yeah, everybody is my opinion. I think everybody was sitting at home working from home. They had more time to work on their projects. We have bought more car parts, performance car parts, in this time, and we're sold out of them. You know, usually there was always a five, ten, fifteen on the shelf, and nobody bought them. Now they're just empty shelves, and we can't get them. And uh, everybody's building a car or a hot rod or a four-wheel drive. And I think the industry's really boomed. It, it, well, I, I have two. I have, a, I have a disc brake setup and a uh, power steering setup for my 58 that are, I guess, on back order. Right? Oh, yeah. And who knows when it'll come. I've got stuff. I've, uh, I ordered a set of headers for Coyote Swap Bronco yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Oh, you know, a year and a half ago. I think I've ordered them three. One time I called to order another set. They're like, you know you have four of these on order? Well, this is for the same person, so just uh, when you get one in, still not in. Still right. have not been. I finished the projects. Look, I, I, I could say more and, and say how much I appreciated your work when you, because even now, when I, when I lift up the, the hood, and it, it just has a certain look. It looks clean. It looks, uh, looks well done. And, I, and people, when I, they'll ask me, hey, what's in there? And I'll show it to them. And the motor's not nothing to look at. Right. But uh, it, the, the, what your work did is just so clean and, and Yeah, the whole together. point, you know, I, I have a, everybody has their own style, right? Yeah. I don't like these clown car engine bays, and I know we're trying to end this thing. No, no. But, uh, you know, to dress up an engine bay, I, I've got a few pictures, you know, on my Instagram. I don't know if you've seen them or 
you I've know, seen the Impala old. engine bays that I've done. Yeah. I have a look. I like scripted valve covers. I like the engine to be pure orange. I like my accents to be black. I like it to be simple. I like wires to be hidden. I like, you know, everything should have a certain look, rhyme, or reason to it. And there's so many people are like, I got yellow spark plug wires, aluminum intake, you know, orange heads on a, you know, rusted out block I never cleaned up. And mm -hmm. I got a purple air cleaner and I'm like, it's like a clown car in there. I don't. Simple. Simple is beautiful. You know what I saw recently? I saw uh, somebody do all hand turning on all the, the parts of the engine. They had the, oh, uh, yeah. they had all the, the aluminum work done. And then they had powder coated everything in this one color. And on the high points of the of the valve cover, it was all chromed. Yep. I don't know how it's done. I'm, 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 polish, just, I'm, just, it. I'm describing it all wrong. They sand and polish. Same, same will be for this engine. Oh, we don't know how the valve covers are right now, but. But it was just beautiful. The, the, the way they had it, it was a car like yours. This uh, was that a five window? Uh, that's what a, is that? it's it's a kit car. It's fiberglass. But the um, that vehicle Pretty right true. there, it, that someone had done it. Instead of all chrome, they had paint, had powder coated and painted everything mm -hmm. in uh, in um, in colors that were very complimentary yeah. to the body and to the rest of the car. It was one of those. Uh, it was a show um, chasing classic cars with uh, Wayne Carini. Oh wow! Yeah. I haven't seen it, him in a while. Yeah, he's. I guess it was a most. Re but it was, it was just like that. Still making shows, is he? Apparently, oh, I like it. That dude. I mean, why not? I don't watch cable much anymore. Well, I watch a lot of like Vice Grip Garage now. I've never watched that show. That is guy is hilarious. Vice Grip Garage. Vice Grip Garage. He's a very knowledgeable guy, but he you know plays himself as a hillbilly, which I'm. Yeah. I'm sure he kind of is. You know, farm boy. Yeah. Well, you know, he calls you know carburetors to him or the fuel make it happeners. Okay. Right. Yeah. I just love his whole. You know, he goes out, flies out somewhere, goes to a car that he bought off the internet for mm -hmm. nothing, and he sees if he can get it running and driving and driving home six hundred miles or whatever. And, and where is he on Motor Trend or where's where's that? I watch him on YouTube. Okay. I mean, Motor Trend on him, of course. You know, you got your Roadkill guys and all that. I, I love all that stuff. You know what I like? I like the uh, I like Wayne Carini. I like um, the guys from Canada. Oh, the Rust uh, Rust Garage uh, Rust yeah, Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those guys because they're just a trip um then the project i don't know you know yeah um the what's the other the guy from uh what's it called um the english guys they're english and they uh there's he's one's kind of a chunky guy and the other guy's a skinny guy oh uh uh, uh it's called uh chase no no it's, no, um, no 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 and it had ed yes the tall guy ed and then they changed china to they changed to they changed to a guy named that uh, new guy who married the chick yes from that divorced anthony uh, Aunt Tony, no, Anthony or Tony. It was Ant. Ant Anstead. Yeah, Ant Anstead. Yeah, I liked Ant Anstead. He's on a different show now in Discovery. Is he no longer on that? No. They moved to another guy, and his name is Elvis. He was an well, ex. Ant Anstead did like his own kind of show. Yeah, for during the COVID. Like a special, yeah. It was during the COVID. And then uh, a, a buddy of mine I know worked. Evie West built him a, uh, an electric uh like porsche spider i don't know what you call okay. those things I'm, yeah. I'm not a porsche yeah. guy yeah but um i thought that was interesting from what i hear he's a nice guy he's got to be man he's dating uh what's her name now um God. i'm trying to remember her name the blonde right yeah she's from uh, empire records uh she was from uh she's famous um she's the ink she, she played what is her name i thought he was dating remember the flipper flop or whatever the yeah they were married yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, her and I can't remember the, the guy's name was an odd name. I remember that. 
Yeah, she was she was married to them, and they they had a, a kid together, and then they divorced. Yeah, she he's dating a famous actress now. Oh, really? She oh, was. Wait. So he was with her, and got a divorce. Had a kid, got a divorce, and now he's with somebody else. And during the time of the COVID, when he was doing that show, when he built that, yeah, that uh, that's when tor- she had the baby. Yeah, the torpedo body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when he. I think when the he was alpha it was alpha, right? It was, it was an a, alpha uh, uh, tribute. I think it was. But I think it was wasn't it like a belly tanker body or something. Yeah, like that? yeah, something like that. But it's alpha, you know. I'm not sure what formula what, car or whatever you want to call it. You know, uh, yeah. indie style. Yeah, he built that at race home. Race car for the era, thirties, yeah. thirties yeah. stuff. I mean, I lo- 20s, for 30s. me, he described the things the best. Yeah, I like to watch him because. Well, here's the weird part though. He skipped over a lot of the hard. Well, part. you know, you know, it's hard for me to watch these. Uh, and I'm just gonna do this, and I go, well, that. Somebody wired that since the last. It's, it's already yeah. done. You've already. It's yeah, had, yeah. The work got done before. Oh, hey, and when you uh, you didn't uh, bust that bolt, you took that that that. Uh, yeah, they break one bolt loose, and they're just, and then all of a sudden the parts off, and I'm going. And and, and then I spent thirty minutes just trying to get one bolt out before for no apparent reason. Well, I, I, I my FJ has been down for almost a year and a half because I broke up the uh, the bolt off that holds the uh, thermostat housing. Oh, that's easy to. Fix. I understand, but I, but I, it, it's it, the housing has got the half of the bolt in there, and then the 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 block does. I just haven't gotten to it. I've been meaning to get to it, but the um, but that's the kind of work he does. But when from step to step to step, there's like forty steps in between oh, yeah. where he had to take it to the sandblaster or to the to the washer tank, or, oh, yeah, yeah. or to or had to replace it all together because it was cracked. Oh, yeah. But you don't see any of that. No, it's all, you don't see any. But I mean, how much can you put in a show that people will actually watch? But if you watch that show, you have a very uh, if you don't know what you're talking about. You you're just watching because you like it. Yeah. It's a very, very unnatural and unrealistic viewpoint of a mechanic, especially you yeah. know better than anybody. Yeah. Uh, how many how many projects when you take one thing apart, it breaks five things, and you got to replace oh. gaskets and seals and bearings. And people always ask me for a quote to do their car, and I tell them, you know, it's maybe around here. 